Blog Talk Radio. You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. Black man in America for the past 400 years has been like a boy in the white man's house begging the white man for a job, food, clothing, and shelter. And then after the white man provides him with all of these things, he turns around and get, has the nerve to get angry at the white man when the white man tries to control his life. How can people, a, a group of people such as our people, who own no factories, have equal job opportunities competing against the race that owns the factories? The only way the two can have equal job opportunities is if black people have factories as well as white people have factories. And then black, we can employ whites or we can employ blacks, just like they can employ whites or they can employ blacks. But as long as the factories are in the hands of the whites, the housing is in the hands of the whites, the school system is in the hands of the whites, you have a situation where the blacks are constantly begging the whites, can they use this or can they use that? That's not any kind of equal, equality of opportunity, nor does it lend to, to one's dignity. What does a black man look like begging for a cup of coffee in a white restaurant and doesn't have a job to back up his, to pay for it when, 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 when he does get the coffee? It's putting the cart before the horse. Instead of the Negro leaders having the black man begging for a chance to, uh, uh, to dine in white restaurants, the Negro leader should be showing the black man how to do something to strengthen his own economy, to, to, make a, to give himself an independent economy or to provide job opportunities for himself. Not begging for a cup of coffee in a white man's restaurant. Number one, he must have a knowledge of himself, and this gives him uh, uh, confidence in himself. He, he has been brainwashed by the educational system that exists here in America to the point where he feels he was a savage in the jungle when he was, uh, before he was brought here, and this destroys his morale. So the, the number one thing that has to be done, he has to be retaught, be given, he has to be re-educated and made to know that he's a man like anyone else, and then he can stand on his own two feet like others. Then it's the black man, the black leadership, uh, who has access to all this money and has all of these degrees today, can't use his talent and his know-how, set up uh, business opportunities, job opportunities, housing opportunities for the black the same as the white leaders have done for white people. Then these black leaders need to get off the boat. Not leading our people toward any kind of independence, but they're using their positions and their talent to exploit our people worse than the slave master did during slavery. come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man 100 years ago, and today, the black man, according to the government economist, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man 
and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he has he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into it. We should own, operate, and control the economy of our community. But never find, you can't open up a black store in a white community. White man won't even patronize you. And he's not wrong. He's, he got sense enough to look out for himself. And you, you don't have sense enough to look out for yourself. The white man, the white man is too intelligent to let someone else come and gain control of the economy of his community. But you will let anybody come in and control the economy of your community. Control the housing, control the education, control the jobs, control the businesses uh, under the pretext that you want to integrate. No, you're out of your mind. We have to become involved of re-education to educate our people into the importance of knowing that if you spend your dollar out of the community in which you live, the community uh, in which you spend your money becomes richer and richer, the community out of which you take your money becomes poorer and poorer. And because these Negroes who have been misled, misguided, are breaking their necks to take their money and spend it with the man, the man is becoming richer and richer and you're becoming poorer and poorer. And then what happens? The community in which you live becomes a slum. It becomes a ghetto. The conditions become run down. And then you have the audacity to, com to complain about poor housing and a run-down community. Why, you run it down yourself when you take it out. And you and I are in a double track. Because not only do we lose by taking our money someplace else and spending it, when we try and spend it in our own community, we're trapped because we haven't had sense enough to set up stores and control the businesses of our community. The man who's controlling the stores of our community is a man who doesn't look like we do. He's a man who doesn't even live in the community. So you and I, even when we try and spend our money in the block where we live or the area where we live, we're spending it with a man who, when the sun goes down, takes that basket full of money in another part of the town. So we're trapped, trapped, double trapped, triple trapped. Anywhere we go, we find we're trapped. And every kind of solution that someone comes up with is just another trap. Those are people. The importance of setting up these little stores and developing them and expanding them into larger operations. Woolworth didn't start out big like they are today. They started out with a dime store and expanded and expanded and expanded until today they're all over the country and all over the world and they get getting some of everybody's money. Now, this what you and I in General Motors, the same way they didn't start out like it is. It started out just a little rat race type operation, and it expanded and expanded until today is where it is right now. And you and I have to make a start, and the best place to start is right in the community where we live. So our people not only have to be uh, re-educated to the importance 
of supporting black business, but the black man himself has to be uh, made aware of the importance of going into business. And when you and I go into business, we own and operate at least the businesses in our community. What we will be doing is developing a situation wherein we will actually be able to create employment for the people in the community. And once you can create some, I mean, some employment in the community where you live, it will eliminate the necessity of you and me having to act ignorantly and disgracefully boycotting and picketing some cracker someplace else trying to thank him for a job. Anytime you have to rely upon your enemy for a job, you're in bad shape. another broadcast right here of Culture Freedom Radio Network, most definitely up in this house, most definitely up in this house. Man, yes, sir. Some powerful words by the late great Brother Malcolm, one of the, man, what they say, that bright and uh, shining prince, man, Brother Malcolm X, better known to you as Brother Omar Wally as well. Yes, sir, brother, delighted to brothers and sisters, delighted to be in this house with you right here on February the 25th of 2022. Again, we're in this house right here with another episode right here of Free Your Mind Fridays. Free Your Mind Friday, indeed, we are in this house. Yes, sir. We are most definitely glad to be in this house with you one more time. With you, man, right here on Culture Peter Radio Network. And uh, I got a couple of things I'm going to throw out, and um, we're going to get into this show here tonight. Like I said, don't have a particular topic to discuss tonight. We're just going to be in here just chopping it up on uh, various things. I got a couple of things I'm going to throw out and, you know, ask uh, the brothers some questions and see how they feel about certain things that I might throw out tonight. And, you know, just get everybody's input on some things tonight. But, uh, you know, I always got to tell you how y'all can stay linked up and connected with us and find the different podcast outlets that you can listen to Culture Freedom Radio Network. Uh, you can find us right there on uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Amazon, um, hell, what's it, y'all, Stitcher. Um, there's the list goes on and on where you can find Culture Freedom Radio Network on the various podcasting sites, and you can listen to us on the go. Yes, sir, indeed, you can listen to us on the go as well. But I want to throw out something right before I really just dive in here. Um, let me say something to my brothers and sisters who support this show and who listen to this show, right? I'll say this to y'all right fast. Um let me first and foremost say, as the producer or whatnot of this particular podcast, and I want to apologize to y'all. I want to apologize to y'all. Y'all probably, what the hell are you apologizing us for? Yeah, I do. I want to apologize to y'all because, number one, as a listener, because I'm a listener to various podcasts and other shows as well, 
The reason being, I want to say I want to apologize to you guys and brothers and sisters because, you know, sometimes we have a topic. <clears throat> we might have a topic, um, you know, scheduled to do, and and I'm just going to be, as they say, frank, if you if you don't mind. Um, we have some some. It, sometimes we don't hit the damn subjects that need to be touched on. And I would have to say it. Now, let me give you this. If we was in school, when you were, when you were in school, the sister, and I'm going to say we just, we're still in so-called Black History Month. If the teacher gave you an essay, told you to do an essay, and I just played Brother Malcolm, the teacher said, Brother Sunray, I need you to do an essay on Brother Malcolm X. And that's my assignment, to do an essay on Malcolm. But I go and I do, I turn in an essay. It says the life of Malcolm X, the, the, the life and times of Brother Malcolm X. That's what I turn into her, right? And But when she started to read what I wrote as far as my essay, my whole essay is about Dr. Martin Luther King. Y'all see what I'm going to It's all about Dr. Martin Luther King and probably somebody else, Frederick Douglass and everything else. So what do you think, what grade do you think that teacher is going to give me? She's going to give me an F. She said, wait a minute. Son Ray, this is not what I told you to do an assignment on. I told you to do your assignment on an essay on Malcolm X. Why is this thing talking about Dr. Martin Luther King, Frederick Douglass, and... Sojourner Truths and Harriet Tugman. What, what, what are you doing? What were you thinking? Of? I would get an F. Well, Culture Freedom has gotten some Fs. Culture Freedom has gotten some Fs because there was some, there was, there was, and I, I really would say, and so, no matter, you know, even, even with those essays, no matter how great the information and factual you gave in that essay about Malcolm, I mean, about Dr. King, Sojourner Truth and all of that, no matter how much truth that was you gave in that essay, that was not your damn assignment. That was not your damn assignment. That was not the, what the essay was supposed to be about. And sometimes even in these episodes, we have a topic. We might give out some great information, thought-provoking things. But we get an F because we do not deal with the topic at hand. And when you as listeners, some of y'all tune in just because, just because you see a title, just because you see a title, mm, that's interesting. And some of you, some people might first first time listeners, and like, damn, that's interesting. Let me check out what they talking about. Let me see what this is. Seems like an interesting conversation by the title. And when they tune in, we talking about, just say we talk about black liberation. You know, we let's say the title is about the black liberation of the black nation, the black folks in America, something like that degree. But when they tune in, the whole show is about goddamn football. It's about the NBA. It's like, and they tune in for a minute to listen to see what's going on. Like, wait a minute, this ain't the damn topic. I thought they supposed to be talking about black liberation and uh, whatever. They, they, some people, first-time listeners, they may never come back anymore. 
Some people who have gave it a try several times, like they don't never talk about the goddamn subject. They always talk about some goddamn other than what they have, what they uh, have promoted as the subject. So, my job, my business here, and I, and I gotta say this, y'all. That's why I say I apologize to y'all because when y'all come here, y'all come to hear the topic. That's what you come to hear, right? Because I do the same thing. Like I said. It's just like a, a business owner. I, I, if I'm a business owner, um, I got to look at it. I'm a, I'm a business. I'm a patron. I patronize somebody, company somewhere. I tell you what. Just like I be telling the guys, they work a lot of guys one time at work. I said, even they band, listen. We have to serve. We, you know, we do garbage though. Pick up garbage. I said, but still, again, we have to serve the people with good quality service. Because remember, now we are customers somewhere to somebody else. So we don't want to half-ass treat people right. They have a question. You want to you want to talk to them all snobby. You don't want to answer no goddamn question because you remember now you are a customer somewhere else. Your goddamn self. So like the, the saying goes, you treat people like you want to be treated. So even with this man, I I I I, I, I go to somewhere and I hear a topic that's not on point. I turn that shit off. I'm like this ain't what the hell they supposed to be talking about. For now on. For my thing here, y'all, we're going to make sure. There ain't no we. I'm going to make sure because it's my responsibility, my duty to make sure things go right. Now, sometimes we might get into a subject. We might. I, I even do. Sometimes I venture off a little bit the way I know I'm getting off subject or X, Y, Z, but we bring it right back. And this is what we have, we got to do because, you know, y'all listening, man, y'all tune in for this. So my job is to make sure, man, we stay, you know, stay on on, on point. And I'm going to start doing my goddamn job is to start making sure I moderate and do what needs to be done. But, you know, I never would have done that. I never was trying to do that because we are all supposed to be grown individuals. Ain't no children on here. Along with that, I don't like telling grown people what the hell to do. I don't. Uh, so, you know, you, you I'm just putting it out, y'all. So we're going to make sure we start staying on point with this. I got to. Because like to the listeners, this is what y'all come to hear a topic. God damn it, we're going to be in it. I'm going to get off of that right there. Um, but I played Malcolm talking about economics. And I like that when he was talking about economics. And, how, and, and, and I'm going to throw this question and I'm going to bring everybody in. I was listening to, and I had something else I was going to get into. I'm going to get into that, too. And we got a new segment we're going to start doing, too, y'all, um, at the top of the hour. Once we come on at the top of the hour, we're going to have a new segment uh, every show. Uh, but the Justice is going to bring us a, um, a black history moment or black history facts. We're going to start, you know, putting this into the segment. We're going to have to bring this thing back as a professional level with this podcast, y'all. We don't want it, want this shit to be sound all runchy, and I don't mean trying to disrespect all runchy hood ratted ass podcast. And I better calm down on my language, but we got to do this in a professional level, man. Straight out. So we gonna start trying to incorporate some things that sound a professional type podcast. So yes, at the top of the hour, every top of the hour now shows, just would be bringing us a Black History facts. Uh, coming in or Black History Facts, Black History Moment uh, presentation. So, yeah, we're going to have it at the top of the hour 
as well. So just remind me of that. I'm going to be watching the time. So, yes, keep uh, we'll keep up with that. But one thing I want to throw out something, since I was playing Brother Malcolm, I want to bring everybody in to, to um, hit on this, hit, hit, hit on this, because Malcolm was talking about, y'all heard what he was, some things he was saying. But I listened to a podcast again, uh, ISUPK with Captain Desoriac, um, but they was having a debate with some European guy or uh, so-called Caucasian, whatever they call themselves, y'all. Uh, and I don't know if he's supposed to be a white supremacist or not. I'm really not sure because I really didn't hear it. I mean, they was trying to talk about history and things, you know. But he asked this question. So I'm going to throw this out to my brothers. And I do have another question later on um, that somebody else asked me, and I want to throw this out to y'all too. But it's the question. They was talking about Black Wall Street because – and they, the way we talk about Black Wall Street and this and that, and, and the European descent guy was asking, well, y'all talk about all this stuff that the white man is doing this to you. and Because y'all hear me talk about sometime, right? I got to throw this in there right fast. You hear me talk about sometime, I say, well, we do things to keep ourselves in victimhood, play the victim. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to us and talk down to us and talk like goddamn it I ain't black or as y'all be saying Candace on talk down to black folks as y'all say what she do but I don't see that um, certain things I like Candace on you know sometimes I disagree with her some things but that's cool but I don't even pay attention to it but anyway we said some things we play the victim on because we always that's why I say I don't I don't I don't like that thing with the critical race theory because again I say about and y'all know it doesn't matter I'm not going with what the fuck they def, they say the definition is I'm going with another definition to try to give you what I see from it just my personal opinion and I've heard other black people who say this they spoke at about it at school meetings and all of this stuff critical race theory what I what it, to me it does again. It, it keeps a lot of people locked in and this victim mentality is that, and this is not the definition of critical race theory, y'all. I'm not saying that because somebody going to say that ain't just a damn definition. But a lot of what it does for some people is, see, we see, that's why we can't do nothing, man. The white man holding us down this. The white man is doing this. The white man, everything the goddamn white man is doing to you, he, he, he he's the Bin Laden now. He's the real Bin Laden. He's the, the every you can't. He gonna come get you every time you turn around. The white man holding you down. You can't open your own store because the white man ain't gonna let you open your store. You can't do this because the white you can't buy no land because the white man ain't gonna let you buy no goddamn land. You can't grow your own food because the white man ain't gonna let you buy that. See, it's, it's, it, everything is be like the white man is the white man that. But here's the question. So it's, that's what I'm saying. Some people do that shit. When you have all the fucking opportunities to do whatever you want to, it ain't like back in a lot of things like back in the day. Now, there are some things that could be better. Am I blind to that? Hell no. I tell you now, I see there's some I understand about racism and some things, uh, obstacles. But we're not like, man, we can do whatever the fuck we want to today. You can do whatever the fuck you want to today if you have the opportunity, if you have the money, and you have the know-how. You could do a lot of more things than your ancestors that had the ability to do back in the days. But going to something, this you, this guy was asking this question. They were talking about Black Wall Street. And he was like, and he asked them this question, which they never got around to because they started doing the same thing. Well, because it's your people doing this and so your people doing this, right? But anyway, he asked them, so 
if y'all had a wall, what's stopping y'all from rebuilding another Wall Street today? What's stopping you from rebuilding another Wall Street today? So that's what I throw out to my brothers, right? That'll be the first thing. What is if we did it then? Now, are we able to do it today? What is stopping us from building another Wall Street? Because we talk about they tore it down. So is, 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 are we being hindered by the white man or some kind of system that's stopping us from building a, um, another black Wall Street? Because like I said, again, I, when, I, when I talk, when I see and say people like saying, well, we can't do this because of so, uh, so-called white man, I'm going to tell you all, I see so much black achievement, so much black achievements today and black people really doing things. So I'm like, where the fuck these obstacles at, these racist obstacles, this, I mean, just like really, 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 when we talk about it, we act like this the 1700s, the 1800s, when they really had obstacles. Where are these obstacles at that we act like this really there, that somebody's stopping you? But I'm, I'm really trying to trip out as, because I'm looking at things and I see so much black achievement. And less now, Unless somebody's trying to tell me that a lot of these black, so-called black people who have achieved some things, all of them were sellouts. So you mean tell me all of them was, as they say, the black boule, all of them was Freemasonry. They had to be in the boule. They had to be in the Freemasonry. They had to be some kind of sellouts in order for them to get anything that they had to do or achieve. So is that's what we're trying to say. That's the only way they got what they got, this black excellence and black things, black people achieving who do have companies and, I mean, do have their own. I ain't talking about working for somebody else running it. I'm talking about who actually uh, worked and, and, and purchased and got companies and things themselves, even if it's a small little mom and pop store. So how the fuck they get it? How did, they get, how did they get what they got if the white man is so gung-ho on stopping you from achieving shit? So, but anyway, the question was, like, what is stopping us from building another Wall Street today? Everybody, Mike, fear is open. And peace to all the brothers on, uh, on the panel today. We got, you know, as well, we always have uh, uh, the chief rabbi in the house, Brother Justice in the house, Brother Alpha Male, everybody on the panel. So, it, it is, so the, the white guy asked the question, y'all. What's stopping us from doing another Black Wall Street? Just like a lot of people talk about it. Peace, or do bro. we need a Black Wall Street? All right, peace to you. All right. Peace, uh, peace, King. I'm, Who's I'm, talking? Uh, Alpha Male, you want to go on? Yeah. Alpha Male. Yeah. Right, go ahead, Alpha Because that, that, I've always had that question. Uh-oh. But, uh oh. Part of the problem is every time somebody because you know we we grew up in the hood right yeah. so every time somebody put forth the effort to make a move to build something that person was considered a sellout mm. even right now today if you're not living in the hood then you have difficulties communicating with people in the hood because they see your move as a negative you know like oh you don't want to be around your people they don't look at it as avenues and bridges being built 
So that that's one issue I see. Mm. Yes, sir. Oh, brother, appreciate that. I I, I see my message. Uh, I'm saying that does anybody we have to have help sometime? I forgot to. I got to make sure we start. I make sure I start doing this too. Uh, we do have a call in numbers. Anybody want to call in and chime in on these anything we throw out tonight? You can do so at uh, the call in number. The guest number is area code five six three is nine nine nine. Three zero eight one. One more time. That number is even for the future reference. I have it in the description. So if somebody catch the archive, y'all can keep that number. Write that number down. Same number every week. But one more time. The area code is five six three nine 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 three zero eight one. And uh, I heard you said you're going to say something, uh, Justin. <laughs> so, uh, I was going to make a funny statement, but it's kind of messed up because 999, remember Herman Cain, that was his slogan, like he was going to do something with 999, so I was going to say, the phone number is 563 Herman Cain, then 3081. <laughs> oh, damn, I didn't know that one. So I, I, I couldn't count the joke. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have <laughs> caught the joke if I didn't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had uh, something about 999 because he was a pizza dude, and I think he had a sale on his pizza for 999, but he was going to break down the taxes to 9%, 9 this, and 9 that. He had three different brackets for 9, so anyway, we're going to let that go because that's faded out anyway, right? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. All right, so uh, as far as, as – far as growing up in the hood or existing in the hood and for years you see buildings abandoned, even stores on corners abandoned. For years and years you'll see these stores abandoned and we might strike up a conversation about the store talking to one another and like, man, nobody opened up that store yet. Uh, somebody need to open up that store. And if we would talk about something, we would always talk negative about it first. We'd say, oh, they won't give us a loan. And we didn't try, but we've heard that people who've tried to get loans because they was black or whatever, they was held back from getting a loan because they didn't have enough credentials or collateral. So if you know that you don't have anything, then you don't think that you could go get a loan to help you get that store that's been sitting there for 10, 12 years, you know, off the ground, and you could do something with it yourself. But, of course, time has evolved, and people are authority in their lives, and then finding out about vacant buildings and finding out how much it costs to rent it or purchase it. And so I've seen a lot of black people who have accomplished a lot of things by purchasing a building or renting out a building and doing business out of it. So, I mean, there's different ways of looking at it. So if we see these eyesores, abandoned properties in our community, and we talk about it for years, and then as, as those years transpire, we notice foreigners coming into the community opening up these stores that had not been open for a long time. It's foreigners of all kinds opening up these stores. It's not just um, Arabs. It's not just Arabs. 
is people from all sects. There's all kinds of people opening up these stores, I'm telling you. So they come to our communities and open up these stores. And we patronize these stores because they're there and they have things in there that we want to buy. So if we would inherit the mindset and look at what people are doing when they come from a whole other country to our country and pool their money with their family and acquire a property to operate out of, get their business license and proper things that they need to run the business. And they will have restaurants, they'll have corner stores, have beauty salons and dollar stores. and They even go to the point where they get a supermarket. And they have more supermarkets, and they start to grow like a chain of supermarkets. Like after a while, you start with one. Next thing you know, you got two, and there's four of them. That's how it kind of starts. You got to start somewhere, but you got to not think negatively, and you got to believe that you can accomplish things. Because yeah, those people in the past weren't held back by white people per se, but of course they were because of white supremacy and racism and Jim Crow laws and things like that when it came down to, like, the overall aspect of respect and everybody being treated equally and fair, that wasn't happening. So we, as a people, opened up businesses all across the country and cities where black people lived that we established businesses in towns that we lived in, and we created um, Black Wall Streets in all of these cities because the money stayed in the community. Our money stayed in the black community all the time. It didn't leave out. So right now, our money circulates zero times in the black community. It goes right out of the community to some other white things where then they, at the end of the year, they add it up and say, oh, y'all spent $1.5 trillion this year because we're not being accountable with ourselves and with uh, how we spend our money. So so the question right fast fast is because he asked why why, uh, why are we not or how come we hadn't built or – why we hadn't built another Wall Street today? What's stopping us? Well, what's, what's stopping us from doing it today? In uh, my opinion, it's, it's, it's the point that we have integrated into America. So we can't say we gonna have something black because the white the white dominated society is always gonna try to. It's like. They're going to always try to keep us from having something that we call our own. In Detroit, they try to have an Africa town downtown where they called it Africa town. This was for black people, though. But the whites and other people and even blacks didn't like it and didn't want to have this. Or something happened with that where it was never, it never got off the ground. Meanwhile, still downtown, you got, you got Asian town with rather Chinatown. You got Greek town, Italian town, and all these other type towns 
and you don't have a Africa town or black town or something like, you know, where we can agree, oh, we want to call this Africa town. You might have black people frowning on that. We want to call it black, uh, you know, the black village. Oh, we don't like black. Well, we don't want to call it the black village. I mean, you know, we just have something, always something gets in the way of us having our own thing. Now, so it's not the white man that's holding you down. So that was, see, that the whole point was like what, the, so the point they was making like, because like, like they were making saying the white man was holding you down and, and he was like, no, you can do what you want it basically like, no, ain't nobody holding you down. So like even what you're saying that it's black people who will say, you know, we don't need this. Because like they were saying, cause you know, they, they whole point was like, again, I was saying like, We'll say that the white man is stopping you from doing this and stopping you from doing that. And he was like, ain't nobody stopping y'all from doing nothing. Okay, so, because remember now, it was it was real racism, white supremacy back then, but they did it. So, like I said, when we're supposed to now have more, as they say, opportunity and equality, why are we not building these enterprises and things that they've done that? Just said, hell, like another Rosewood. I use it about... Mm-hmm. Um, segregation, but still, hell, there were black banks. Don't we don't don't we own our, own our own steel financial systems? Not to say there's not. We had we had all we had everything, and we gave it all up. Now, but what's, uh, but what's stopping us from having something today? That's what Malcolm was just saying. What, what's stopping, what's stopping us? us? It's our mindset. It's our it's our mentality. It's like okay, we we have integrated in America, we don't think the same as we did prior to integration. So it's hard for us to go backwards and say, oh, let's do our own thing when too many people have invested themselves in this country and they're now thinking about their own selves and not the whole we. I think he just summed it all up. Thank you, Alpha Mel. Because everybody wants to talk about it, but nobody wants to be about it. It's something you said earlier. Everybody's talking about, yeah, they wouldn't give me a loan, but they have no receipts. They can't tell you when they went to the bank, who they talked to, the reasons for being denied. And I'm going to tell you something, 90% of the time, it's your credit. Ain't got nothing to do with black or white. Right. It's your credit. If if, If you haven't proven yourself to be worthy, why should I give you $500,000? Yep. And secondly, when the Arabs do come here, they got a group of people just giving them money like, look, we want you to go over there and represent and be successful. They come with money. They don't truly need the loan they get, but they come with money. They come with backers. Mm-hmm. When, when you have a negative mindset, you'll never have a backer. So you say to your group, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm opening this store in the neighborhood, Blase Blue. And like you said, first thing they all, oh, man, you know, they ain't going to give you nothing. This, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you, you hit you hey, hit them on the head. Yeah, Shalom. Hey, Chief Rabbi. Hey, Shalom, Shalom. Chief Rabbi David Israel, man. Uh, I would like to say Shalom, Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, and, uh, Shema Yisrael, the Nalahenu of the Nalakad, and Barokatah, the Nalahenu Malakalong, and Shalom, 
to Culture Freedom Radio. Uh, I would like to say uh, there's a scripture I want to go into. Uh, in Genesis uh, 13, 2, it says, And Abram was very rich in silver and gold. It says, and uh, I also want to get another scripture, Proverbs 22 and 1. It says, A good name is is rather to be chosen than great riches, and love and favor rather than silver and gold. <clears throat> All right, now, when it comes time for, like you were saying, with why can't we come together and get, get a, you know, get businesses, you know, why we keep blaming white folks? <clears throat> now, you brought, brother, Mel, I was sitting back listening. And you brought out some great, excellent points about how a lot of the Arabs and Asians, how they come over here with, like, uh, uh, money. Now, you know, y'all know I done been a Muslim, brother. Our uh, son, Ray, Aria, he done been a Muslim, too, before. Now, uh, when I was practicing so many years long, uh <clears throat> There was a time when I had my Muslim business. I had an all in insect business. I had a soap business. I had all that. I sold uh, hijabs, kufis, you know, and, and Muslim garb, all that stuff, turbans. Now, <clears throat> I remember, you know, I had got permission from the mosque that I went to, which was owned by. Uh, a Jordanian man and a bunch of Moroccans. Now, I had asked for permission to be able to, you know, to be able to set up my all and incense tables after, you know, the Friday prayer, Juma prayer. And they agreed to it, told them, well, you know, I'm, I'll give you a percentage, you know, uh, of what I make, which is you know, that's honest as hell. <clears throat> now, I would, you know, like, for instance, I was, uh, I would probably make about two or $300, you know, every other Juma prayer. Now, <clears throat> I remember after about a month, you know, because I was giving them half of what I would make. You know, in Islam, they call it zakat. And I remember one of the the one of the guys, <clears throat> Pakistanians, I guess he started counting how much I was making because of based off of me giving them half. Do you know this motherfucker called police on me and said I ain't had no peddler's license? Now, if you're in front of a business or a church or a mosque, as long as you get permission from that property, you know, a person who owns the place, they say, yes, you all good. Now, yeah, this motherfucker, he took my all in incense, and he called police on me. And he, t- he told the police to get him off my property because he ain't got a peddler's license. Now, I, I want to put something out there, too. Now, my black Muslim brothers that was in the mosque, they was all, yeah, brother, go get that license, all that stuff. 
Now, he didn't, they didn't say nothing about that when I asked, you know, to be able, the permission to be able to get this. Now, I'm going to also bring up another um, instance. Uh, well, look, well, Chief Rabbi, Chief Rabbi, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me see if I can ask you something. Because uh, we want to move forward. We, because, you know, you keep going back to what happened. We want to tell you again, let's move forward and stay on the topic tonight about yeah, economics like, and how we as a people, let's stay on topic. Let me say something. So, Another scenario. I, no, I'm, 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 I'm staying on topic. Well, let's talk about black, black economics. Let's talk about black yeah. economics. Like, I don't want to yeah, hear about what happened to you with the Muslims like up, 10 years ago. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what happened to you with the Muslims. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of hearing man, about man, it. If talk you about the topic tonight. Talk about what's going on. Well, talk about the topic. I don't want to hear about your experiences every week, every time you talk. I'm fucking talking about it, bro. Anyway, so let me, so I'm I'm getting into the thing. So, so, um, so I would notice, you know, I had another brother, you know, who he started getting into the business too. And, you know, in VA, down here, we had a small community of, like, black businesses that, you know, was owned by black people, besides just the black Muslims, but, you know, black people in general. Now, this is what I'm going to get into. I remember, you know, now that thing happened to me. What an Arab called Stop me delivering. Go forward. Go forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah, the You're going to miss shut tomorrow. The fuck up, nigga. You're going to miss tomorrow, all right? Man, mute this nigga. You keep reminiscing about what happened. You you ain't going to see tomorrow. Oh, my you, you, Get out of that. Get out of that. Talk about black economics. Straight up. Make it plain. Make it plain. We ain't come here to hear you talk about your experiences every week. We talking about the topic. Just talk about the topic. Nigga, you was a fucking agent. Shut up. Anyway, so let me finish saying what I was going to say. So, you know, there was other black folks who had businesses down here. Now, I don't know if maybe this is just in VA with black businesses, but in some of the malls down here in VA, you know, which I knew a lot of the black businesses, you know, that was in the malls, a lot of us black people there didn't know. I would notice that, and I would talk to other black business owners, and I was like, okay. You're still in the past I, somewhere. Man, let me still in the past business. somewhere. You're still you in the past shut- somewhere. Hey, Why don't you move forward? Let go ahead and ra- let him wrap it up right fast, because you got 15 minutes of your still statement. living in, in, in yesteryear. 2022 now. You way back somewhere in 19 somewhere. So what I was going to say is, now I don't know, maybe this is just VA, but I noticed that, you know, talking to other black business owners, every time a lot of black business owners, and not just when I was had a black business and all that, but, you know, 
black business owners today in VA. I know it's a lot of them, you know, when we do have a lot of our black businesses in the community, think that a lot of them, the people like the Asians and Middle Easterns, a lot of them report a lot of black people like they do like the uh, say that like a lot of them will call like the inspectors to say, you know, oh, that the outlet is all fucked up or, you know, or the gas ain't hooked up right. And, you know, I thought it was just me, you know, when I had my business. But when we do as black Americans do have businesses and they do become successful, a lot of, you know, other nations, they tend to call, you know, the inspectors, the city inspectors and all these people, you know, to say we in violation of something. But I thought it was just me. But a lot of other black, successful black businesses in Virginia, you know, this happened to. So I just want to put that out there that, you know, that's another, you know, factor, you know, you know, why a lot of our successful black businesses are not, you know, a lot of them don't keep going, you know, because, you know, like I said, I've I've had a black business before in VA. Maybe, maybe this is just VA, but a lot of but people, one thing, But one thing you said, though, Chief, see, this is one thing, and I didn't mean to cut it, but one thing you said that you didn't have. And see, this is what we know. If we got our enemy who, who's going to come with you, like I said, for violations and everything, I'm not saying it's going to happen. We got to be on top of our game. Make sure we got our shit because we do know they're going to have an enemy. People going to come against you. You got to be on top of your game. Make sure you got your That's shit right. trump tight. See, like you said, you didn't have a petless license. If you had a petless license, he couldn't have fucked with you. Yeah, he couldn't have messed with you. But by you not having that, that would happen. It got you. So you know you have these people who are going to come against you, and we know we do so, and we got to stay on top of our game. It's like, I, I know I know these motherfuckers going to try to make it hard for me, but that shit sure. ain't going. I ain't going. I'm going to get my shit in order. So every day come with me, yeah, I got my life. I got this. Like, damn, what are they going to come with me? They're going to come with something else. I already got you. Well, Bam. Well, and eventually, they got to back the hell up. I like, this motherfucker, he, he on top of his shit. We can't see any get this mug. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, a lot of, but you, but you got to be on top of your shit though. See, when I started, I had a, I had a petless license. I had, a, I went and got my shit. I didn't really know what a, what, what the hell, what it was to have a petless license. But that's the first mm-hmm. thing somebody told me, man. You won't start a business, man, but it's good your life. I went and had a, I had even got a, uh, I forgot the, what they call it now, a business license. It was another tax number license and all. I went and got a whole bunch of shit I really didn't even need for what I was doing. But I had my stuff in order, though, just in case. So that's what we still got to do, man. We got to, we got to get our stuff, man. We can't, you know, can't go half stepping when we get out here. And I'm looking at something right fast. Um, uh, I ain't gonna read the article, but I'm just gonna give you the headline. It's a black enterprise thing here. I see it was two things, but I'm just read this one because I got it in front of it. The excuse me, the Bank of Montreal commits. $78 million in financing to, financing to black-owned businesses. This bank enterprise. And I've seen something else uh, I was looking at. Let's see when I pull it up right fast back again. Uh, you know, people used to talk about 
We we don't have no dolls that even look like, you know, children got to play with toys, too. We don't have no toys that even look like our children. They got all these white images. Black-owned toy company. Damn, we got black-owned toy companies? I didn't know that. Black-owned toy companies strike deal to create proud family dolls, figurines for Disney and Marvel. So you even got black-owned toy companies. It ain't just Montel and all these here. But our children got to play with toys, too. Like, well, man, we can't. Like, I remember Mama Pearl, that was one of her things. You know, because she had did a show talking about they got to buy all these white dogs and look like other children. So now we have black people buying even their own toy companies so we can make things in after-hour imaging, after-hour likeness for our children. See, like, so we can't just keep complaining about shit. We got to be about it. Because, like, like uh, even after me and them said, started off, they was talking about money. They, they brag about how we spend, as Justin was talking about last week, we have a spending power, which I, I hate when they even say that shit because it sounds so – it hurts my damn feelings. We have a spending power of – what they say, I don't know what it is, about five point – whatever trillion dollars. That's a hell of a lot of money. Trillion dollars we spend on bullshit, but we spending, putting it in other people's pockets. But damn, seven trillion, boy, y'all need, you know what we can do with seven trillion dollars on our own? Man. So it it ain't like we don't have it, cause they saying we spending it buying Jordans and uh, uh, what you call it, true religion jeans and all this other shit. Wow, we got it. We dripped out in twenty five inch rims, gold yeah. chains, silver chains, earrings, diamonds. Yeah, so we we got it. So yeah, so we got the money, man. And I see uh, another thing I've seen right fast is a sister, damn. I don't even know why I've seen it at no more. I'm on Black Enterprise. I'm just going through Black Enterprise. I really don't know how to go through their thing. I'm just going through their page tonight. I don't know how I want to go through their page. But I see here's a, a, a sister named Rashonda Young. Let me see. Pull it up. Rashonda Young. I hope I'm saying her first name right. Uh, uh, it's on a mission to open the first black-owned bank in Iowa to close the mm, racial wow. gap. Oh, yes, man. sir. I want to put my money in her bank. So, and Memphis had, Memphis had, I don't know what happened to them. We used to have some banks here called Tri-State Bank. And they had a newspaper that went right along with it called uh, Tri-State Defender. And that's what y'all hmm. ever listened to the mountaintop speech uh, with Dr. King, that last speech he made, I've been to the mountaintop. He talked about that bank in there. <laughs> Tri-State Bank. They had a several mm-hmm. of them. Now, this was again, now, you're talking about again in the 60s and all of this stuff when racism was thick. But black folks had their own banks and financial systems here. So I, I don't know. When we got all this money, the dope boys got all the money, everybody got all the money, but we all about what we, what we ain't got. Well, maybe you ain't trying to go get it. That's why you don't have. So I don't know, but just throw that out. Uh, just got five minutes to your segment. Uh, damn it, this thing always act a fool. Everybody you know, Sir Ray, uh, uh, it made me think about something on that last statement about us having black our own banks and things. And so what I have determined is that we have have – we have inherited a different way of thinking than we did prior to integration. 
So mm-hmm. during integration, we had the spirit of togetherness, and we had the spirit of patronizing ourselves and each other. We had black insurance companies as well. So if if in today's time, just like this sister about to open this bank in Iowa, if she could come up with the notion of narrowing, you know, the playing field and whatnot and getting involved in opening up a bank and having black people to attribute their funds to that bank and get the different kinds of perks that come with banking with a black bank. And um, I think that if people would decide to come together, like maybe a group of five or ten, or even sometimes if there's more money involved with three or four people, those three or four can pool their interests, their money, and ideas about their interests in opening up a new bank for black people in a black neighborhood or black, you know, developing community that could use a black bank. So if 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 you or I or anybody on the phone here tonight was to suggest that we could open up a black bank, then we could get the support of our community and somehow we could together say that this is this is the community bank or this is our bank as you know our black community the commu- the community bank and somehow you know there's all kinds of ways to get to the end of the rainbow and so you know like I might be suggesting an idea right now that maybe have never been tried but to say that the black people from wherever we live and we all would get behind the idea of a black bank, then a few of us could start it off and then we could all pitch in to make sure that the bank begins and starts and we all support it by becoming a member of the bank. So, I mean, there's just different ways to get there. You know, maybe if all of us could pitch in or maybe that top group of us that have the whole amount of money that we need to open a bank, and then maybe we could self-fund it ourselves by just supporting it, by just by banking in there all together, by doing all of our banking through that black bank, everything that we do. Where we go on, we're traveling, we, we use the travel uh, you know, we, we go in there and, and let them work out uh, how we're going to travel to uh, to Bermuda or to Barbados or wherever we're trying to go, Jamaica. And, you know, we, we do all the, every all our transactions come out of our black, our black bank. And then we are keeping the money in our black community and supporting at the top the bank, which is the top economic funding place for all of us. You know, if we might need a loan and we have the ability to pay the loan back, we might have some assets that we can uh, cough up if we can't afford or they can cash in on us, like take our our, uh, 
our our uh, mopeds and, and, and things that we might have, you know, like like that might still have value. Like, like, look, I got a moped that's worth eighteen hundred. You know, like it's different things. You know, you might have a gold chain, a Rolex, something you can put up, you can pawn up. You say, look, if I don't pay this value, you get the Rolex. Hey, brother, justice. Okay, go ahead. Now, what can a black bank or any bank? do for people who have no clue about credit worthiness. So if you, if you open any bank, uh, and we're going to focus on the black bank, and you're trying to do something for your community, but you can't because credit worthiness, finances are never taught. So having a black bank with an uneducated clientele is doomed to fail. Mm. See, we we got people right now that think it's cool, think it's trendy to, you know, oh, I'll pay that bill when I get to it. You know? (laughs) Or I ain't paying that. I got to feed my four babies. You know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. But so how can a black bank or any bank do anything for you when you haven't proven yourself worthy to yourself. Damn. Well, I, don't know that, I don't know that to answer that particular question. However. And just and, 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 and uh brother Alvin, uh and like I said it just you do your you do your segment two part right there. Uh, and it was something I read. Now, I ain't throwing this out at, at the throw shade at the brother. What's the brother's name? Uh, God damn, you talking about black economics. Uh, man, what's that brother's name, brother? You know, to be doing a offensive claw down. Claw down. Now, I've seen some stuff on him, right? You know, he talked all this black economics, black economics, this. But they said he was being sued by a bank because he borrowed so much money from these people. From this black-owned bank, and he didn't pay it back, and he's saying he don't owe them no money. But this the man who's trying to teach everybody about damn black economics, pull your resources together. Mm-hmm. But he's being sued by a bank that he refused. Well, you know, didn't want to pay it back. I was. Right. I was thinking I find it. You ever heard that? You, huh? You ain't heard that? I one? never heard it. That's why I'm asking you. Is that really a fact? Yeah, I looked it up before. And it was okay. like, I'm going to find it while you're talking to me myself, and I'm going to find it. Oh, that's fine. Um, I really didn't want to throw it out there, but it got to hell. Cause he teach yeah, I mean, I never heard that about him, but, I mean, if that's the truth, I mean, I I can I can believe that's possibly true that he did. Might, he might have did that, yeah. Yeah, I saw um, Now, they were fake documents. I don't know, but I saw some documents on it. I'm, I'm going to hey. look it up, and I'm uh, I, hey, and, and, and also, how about Umar Johnson in that school? Oh, shit. We don't want to get started on him. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't it the uh, top of the hour of black history? All right, let's do yeah, the top Jesse, of the hour of black, black history moment. Okay. Yeah. A black history moment on Culture Freedom Radio. In 1960, Alabama State College students staged the first sit-in in the Deep South 
at the Montgomery, Alabama courthouse. In 1920, Carter Godwin Woodson founded Associated Publishers. In 1934, Bobby Wright, a black scholar who analyzed whites' violent behavior towards blacks. In 1867, Howard University was founded in Washington, D.C. Born in 1957, Mark Dean, an inventor and computer engineer, helped to design and develop a computer processor chip. In 1928, singer Anton Fats Domino is born. In 1902, Marian Anderson, world-renowned opera singer and civil rights advocate, is born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In 1948, Cornelius F. Ejete became the first martyr for the national independence of Ghana. In 1972, Hank Aaron becomes the first Major League Baseball player to sign a $200,000 a year contract. In 1914, Ralph Waldo Ellison, author of the award-winning Invisible Man, is born in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. In 1955, Claudette Colvin refused to give up her seat on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama, nine months before Rosa Parks' arrest for the same action sparks the Montgomery bus boycott. Finally, in 1821, Thomas L. Jennings is the first African-American to be granted a patent in the United States for his technique to dry scour clothes. And that was a black history moment on Culture Freedom Radio. Peace. Sir, yes, sir. Damn, we might uh, get my damn sound effect <laughs> Ain't got everything to order. Uh, sir. Uh, yeah, and I, and I did find it, too. I did find the actual court document. Now, this is from dot, dot, uh, now, gov, info, dot, gov. Now, y'all can look at that. Now, this is what I did to find it. Let me see. I ain't going to go into it too much. But you look up this Claude Anderson sued by Black Bank. That's how Claude Anderson sued by Black Bank. But I ain't going to try to throw no shade oh, wow. on my brother. But I'm just, just wow. saying it is. It is okay. out there. Okay. So. <laughs> you know, look, I wouldn't put it past him. Because that man, I've never seen that man crack a smile, man. He always yeah. agitated. He's always upset. And he always, like, the angriest black man in the world. You know, he just seemed to never, ever have a spirit of, uh, you know, like, peace in his heart. He seemed to be just mm-hmm. on a war path. And now he's come up against uh, a bank that he's probably going to lose that that case. So he can say all he wants that he don't own and he can talk that crap, but when the bottom line comes, he's going to pay up. And I know that he's affiliated with the group that is, is supposedly building a, a, a transit of a rail system that connects Texas to, I think, uh, oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, I'm not going to say because if I don't have the fact, I don't know. But he, his, he's involved with, in a project that is supposedly putting together a rail system. Uh, you can probably, you know, research that. I can't say something I don't know about completely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And the only reason I, brought, I even brought that to mind because it was what Alpha Male was saying about you having the banking with people who really don't understand credit and finances. And like I so said, you gonna you and you just like, oh man, y'all cool, y'all black and I'm just loan y'all this money. I know how hard it is. And you try giving out all that damn money, you know, and and for a matter of fact, you get out you gonna go bro- uh, broke as a bank. Cause they ain't gonna bring it back. You know, like now you know, you loan out something to a black person and shit, bro. You boy, you catch hell getting it back. Just the yeah. average person, you know, you gonna catch hell. Like you well, said, yeah, you know, you, you gonna end up or something. You put that bad boy up for collateral or something. But just trying yeah. to give folks shit because they black, you messed up, Jack. Yeah. yeah. And, and Claude Anderson, um, he has filed for bankruptcy. Uh, I don't know if that was one of the debts he was able to discharge or not, but uh, the, the the them suing him is part of a bankruptcy uh, case. Um, yeah, yeah, I well, think it's uh, because he, he he's been getting money from the rappers and he's been getting a lot of money mm-hmm. from donations and stuff. So he's got some kind of money hidden away, tucked away, and even for the project he's supposedly working on, building a railroad system. That could, you know, from another state that goes from another state to another state. Like, really, he's he's really uh, involved in something that's going to cost like a whole lot of money. So, there's people Damn. who have been donating to that cause of him building the railroad system. But you know, yeah, I'm not people, go ahead. People that handle a lot of money and have a lot of money, bankruptcy is a tool. We're the only ones that see bankruptcy as a negative. That's right. That's right, Alphamore. Mm-hmm. Moon Man talks about that a lot too. He says that thing yeah, thing. I, I had a lawyer told me that. Oh, a Jewish lawyer told me about stuff like that bankruptcy wage earner. <laughs> yeah, he told me that. So yeah, but but you know, look at it though. You know, but another level. You know, you have his, his person writing books about. I can't even find my damn book. For a matter of fact, I had one of his books. I don't know where it's at. Um, but you know who write books on talk about economic and you know I get get this I get now paper and you got people this this is like uh, Boris Watkins that's all they do talk about finances and wealth and all of that and you be like mm-hmm. God damn okay well I'm too, I'm looking at y'all how come y'all ain't established nothing y'all know y'all talk all about this money all the time and financial wealth. Why hadn't y'all really established something and show us something? It, it goes back to like damn what Dave was saying again. You, damn it, like the nation God's nurse says, show and prove. You lead by example. Okay, Uma, you've been hollering about the goddamn school. Show us something. Build a goddamn list, small classrooms. So a lot of them people talk about we we could put, but you want me to invest my money in you, and I hadn't seen you do not, nothing yet. So even with you said the bankruptcy, I understand about it. There are some you know, great benefits to bankruptcy. But still, again, to some people, like, that'll fuck up your credibility. Nah, motherfucker, I ain't going to put my money involved with you. You want my money and put it in? Nah, I ain't going to trust that shit. It's like, damn, near for me, you're like, uh, you better get my motherfucking money. Hey, dog, I'm broke now. And where all our money go, man? Nah, bro, uh, shit, you know, I bad investment. We lost everything. Even though you might mm-hmm. have it, but that's what you're going to tell us. We broke, bro. I mean, it was a bad investment, bro. We ain't got nothing. Like, damn, I knew I shouldn't have been messing with that sucker, man. 
You know, so that that kind of is a black eye too when you're trying to get black folk, you get people to invest in you too. Now there there is a way to avoid that, where you can be put at the top of the creditors as far as repayment. So anytime you're forming a contract, you make sure that in the event of bankruptcy, that you know you're you're paid first. Cause like I know that like like the lawyer was telling me, and I tried it. I did a wage journal one. He was telling me like, man, put all this space in man. Like he was, it was the Jewish lawyer. He was saying, he said, man, you think? Cause I had gotten a little bit, and he was like, you think? Uh, he said, man, you think all these people like we have a place called Germantown out here in Memphis, like outskirts of Memphis. A lot of you know so-called people with modern state. Well, you think they got money? Lawyers and all them shit. He was like, well, you think all them people can afford them houses they got? I was like, yeah, they living in them. I like, yeah, I think so. He like, nah. <laughs> he said, not really. He said, what they do, them people they they might have the houses, the the mean have money, whatnot, or something to start up to get them. And he said, what they do, a lot of them they get it, they're filing it wage earner, put it on there. He said, some of them don't even have no furniture in them houses. He said, but they get the house and put it on wage earner and all, then they can pay a little or nothing. It's like, mm-hmm. damn. And these, some yep. people get into bankruptcy because now you can you can build up all that debt, accumulate a whole bunch of debt, and then like, hey, I'm broke. I ain't got no money. And then that'll find a yep. way you can keep all that shit. And yep. so you might owe 15000 and then they might, well, we'll settle for this goddamn broke. We'll yep. settle for like this 5000 and that'll clear. You keep all this shit. Yeah. That's another do, way to do it, too. You can do that pre-bankruptcy, too, Yep. Just so call that, up your, that's a way. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if we talk about just having something we want to keep, but, you know, uh, I don't want to do no goddamn bank. Especially we talking about a business and something like they had this other guy. He had a company, uh, Fleming Fine Furniture. He used to be in Memphis a long time. He was a European dog. They finally ended up filing bankruptcy because the dad started going out there. You know, I don't forget something happened filed bankruptcy and that company shut down and went out of business. Then the son tried to restart it back up on another name and hell that failed. And they went out of business now they just gone for good. So we're like, we don't want no shit that's gonna last their five bankruptcy to get a couple of money and get the fuck up out of there. No, we want some everlasting stuff. That'll work, you know, try if you're trying to do a list some, keep some. So like I said, I accumulate a little debt like, she, I don't want to let this shit go off in a five bankrupt so I can keep all that. Now, personal level, yeah, that might be cool. But not what we're trying to talk about, you know, as a collective, as a people. But uh, um, something else I'm going to throw out, you know, going back to our fact, just ain't going to play this clip as long, but I want to throw this out. You know, we were talking about skin mm-hmm. and all of that. Well, blackness, what mm-hmm. defines your mm-hmm. blackness that way. Uh-oh, here's a caveat uh, on some stuff. I was listening to... Um, the brothers with Israel United in Christ, they were playing some clips and things, right? Now, we talk about just because you got dark, melanated skin, does that mean you're black or whatnot? Um, now, here's the thing they were showing, um, trying to remember some names. Um, Laura London. Now, and I got to throw this apart out. They, now, you know that one day. Now, and as far as the Israelite culture and the Tanakh, it says that 
um, you know, they count you by, I'm going to say it, kind of say it and paraphrase it. You, 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 you are what your father is. You go by your father's bloodline. And that determines what nationality or what, you know, not race, but what your nationality or your tribal lineage go by. Um, so Laura London, right, she has a father. Her father is an Ashkenazi Jew. Her mother is so-called black. But we look at her, and we determine that, well, she black. You look at her skin tone. But you see what her father is. He's a, what we might call a European Ashkenazi. Um, he names some more people. Faith Evans. Her father, I think her, I forgot what her father was. Named Faith Evans, uh, Bob Molly. Bob Molly would have had a white father, European father. Even though we look at Bob Marley, oh, man, he black. Because, you know, even though he might be light-skinned, as you say, light-skinned, but we say they are white, I mean black, but we go by, if we went by that, you are what your father is, what would they be? Now, it wouldn't be, say, white. That's why I was trying to take away the colorism. And we're saying, well, we, we say we use this color thing. They black, they white, they so-and-so. But it actually, when you look at it, a lot of this stuff, they'll go by your nationality. What tribe you from? Like, I remember, again, like I said, that a lot of people still do that. Some people do that down north in the south. They might see you like, hey, you look like them Joneses. Boy, you look just like them Joneses. Who is your mama? Who is your parents? What's your daddy's name? My name uh Leroy Jones. <laughs> right, right. Leroy Jones. Leroy yeah. and he's from out of Cold now. There's a place here called Coldwater, Mississippi, that's what I'm saying. And he from Coldwater? Yeah, my dad from Coldwater. Ah boy, I knew you won them Joneses. Boy, you look just like them Joneses, but what they ask you, who is your father? Who is your parents? And he said, Who is your father? What's your daddy's name? They go it's like that's what we went by tribal stuff. They didn't do nothing about no goddamn color with it. You could, cause, okay, what about an albino? What about an albino? What, what, what is an albino? What race is an albino? Is it black, white? You asking me? I mean, you know, I'm just yeah, throwing it out there. What race is an albino? Albinos come in different. They come in black race and in the white race. I've seen white albino, white people albino, and black people albino. So this, they okay. come in, they, they probably even got some uh, Asian albinos, but I've never seen one of them though. Mm-hmm. So okay, so so they're just, but you know they that's just we dealing with pigmentation, dealing with pigmentation still again. That's why I'm throwing it out. But like or lack going, of, like, uh, or lack of. Like a, yeah, or lack no matter. Yeah, we are like up pigmentation. But again, what they was making the the notion is like they was like you 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 see the people, and you're thinking that now this is like you know dealing with the culture, and who have European fathers, and we just say they black. But if we go by the notion about steel tribe, your bloodline, they wouldn't. Well, it ain't gonna be with race anyway. We can't say they ain't black. Because here's something uh, uh, Brother LJ threw out. I'm going to ask y'all this question right fast. He asked me. He I know he don't mind me asking this. Just say you had a child. Well, not a child. A, uh, a person who was born in Nigeria. 
They was born in Nigeria, and they end up moving to say China, and the, and they and and some Chinese people start raising them, and they start living in China. What what I'm trying to remember how you asked me. Would, would they does that change the uh, ethnicity or whatever because they start taking on their culture? Did anything change? What would change? With now, where did they come from in initially Nigeria. again? They were, they they born were born in Nigeria. in Nigeria. Okay, and then they, they go to China. Born in Nigeria, and they go to some Chinese. Yeah, they go to China and start living in China. Some Chinese people start raising this child. And there's some who's black Nigerian. Does anything change with that child? He take on the culture. He starts living the culture of the Chinese and everything. What changes about that child? Kind of at a loss, oh. so that's why I'm not saying that. <laughs> hey, hey, um, can you repeat that one more time? That's what I'm saying. Like, kind of like, <laughs> go ahead. Because I forgot damn near how I said, but it's like, okay, you got a child. Okay, so this, this, this child, he was born in Nigeria. Now, remember, we're going to keep it now, he's black now. But he's born in Nigeria. He's born in Nigeria, but he go to, I end up in China and some Chinese, two Chinese, Chinese man, Chinese woman. Start raising this child, and that child start taking on, start living the whole culture and everything of the Chinese. What uh-huh. changed about that child? Uh, not his. They do nothing but in the culture. That right, child still. Going, that child gonna still on, be right on, yeah. Hold, hold up, Dave. Hold you. What you said, Dave? Child still gonna be Nigerian by race, but see when you're dealing with that, you're dealing with nationality. Mm-hmm. See, see that's why I keep telling black folks about that. Y'all still dealing with nationality. I'm gonna tell you something. What, what kills me with that shit. Because when I was uh, used to study with the camps and justice, I ain't going to be fucking long. I ain't about that. Just, just go forward. Now, now uh, when I used to study with the camps, some of the Hebrew camps, that would, what you call, claim the 12 tribe chart. A lot of I see. I was one of them brothers where I was like first one to challenge the twelve trial chart because you know you know when you're dealing with twelve child chart, they say that Ephraim might Puerto Rican. They say uh, if your dad's from Puerto Rico, then you're Ephraimite. If your dad is from uh, Panama, then he'd be a Zebulonite. Now, and I would hear all this shit. And now, you know, when you're dealing with uh, Jeremiah, the 14th chapter, 2nd verse, it's a Judah border in the gay of language uh, black to the ground. Now, when we're dealing with the real Jews, the real Jews are black in skin color. Now, I, now I would challenge this shit because I would hear these brothers, oh, well, yeah, your daddy Puerto Rican and you Ephraim. And I would see some white motherfucking Puerto Ricans. And I'd be like, well, how the fuck is these, you know, 
And so I was the first one that really challenged the 12-tile chart. Now you have a lot of camps that do, but back then, you know, I was like the first one. You know, so I'm, I'm just going to tell y'all that. Y'all got to get out of that, 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 uh, that, uh, just the nationality. Because, you know, there's white people every fucking way. Yeah, through the mixing. So we said we got to get away from nationality. So how do, no. how do, how do, how, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Not, why get away from nationality? Okay. We can keep our nationality, but we also got to, you know, keep in mind, okay, well, if, if we're from the same nation, you know, like, for instance, I, I'm a Hebrew. I'm, I'm a Hebrew. My ancestors were Israelites. Now, you got, like I was saying earlier, you got some Hebrews that, you know, they say, well, okay, they Israelites, but then they're in America. Now, I, as a Hebrew by race, a black Hebrew, a black Hebrew by race, I can't be an Israelite right now because I'm in America. So, you know, when we're dealing with a lot of these black brothers and sisters who so-called have truth, you know, they say, okay, well, they they Egyptologists. You know, they they folks from Kemet. They Kemetic. Well, how can you be Kemetic if you ain't in Kemet? You know. Wait, hold on, Dave. Hold on, hold on. Go back and say that part of me. You can't be an Israelite because you're an American. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm a Hebrew. I'm a Hebrew. Hebrew is our race. You know, but. When you're dealing with the Israelite portion, Israelites are Hebrews that actually live in Israel. So when we're dealing with Israelites. Uh, I might disagree with you on that one, brother. And when I say that, because, okay, you got you got Jews that live in America, right? What do they call themselves? They say they're Jewish Jews. American. They, they might, some say they are Jewish, they are Jews. Or they're American. You don't lose your nat. Listen, it, it's just like the term African American. You would say that I'm an Israelite American. You born here, but what are you saying? What What are you saying? You descended from? You basically say you you descended from Israel, right? So you still would be saying you I'm an Israelite American. You don't give that up, right? Unless you're willing to give that up and just say you're an American. The Jews, I'm, 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 they they even though they live in America, they still say they Jews. Yep. They don't give that up. So you can't, so even, I don't know, like, you got your own prerogative now. That's your prerogative you want to say that now, that, but it wouldn't be accurate, though. Just You don't give. It's like people come over here, like we did the whole thing last week, and we talked about people coming over here from other places, like, you know, Nigerian. He come over here and get his, you know, his citizenship, but he still would be, he could say, I'm a Nigerian-American or whatever. You you don't you're not giving that up unless you want to now. Now so, now the reason why I said that because okay now I can say my ancestors are Israelites because you know they was in Israel 
But I was brought over here, my ancestors, within the last 200 years, were brought over here by slave ships. So but that don't take nothing away, brother. That's your you giving up your descendancy, brother. Okay, your ancestry came from. If you say your ancestry came from Israel, brother, that's where you your ancestry descended from. You you still of that. That's your bloodline. Would wouldn't that make him an Israeli? No, because that's European terminology. We just see that's the whole difference. We uh we like it, the Israelis uh. It's, it's different. It's like whole. That's why I say the whole Jewish thing. They use the term Jewish. Okay. It, it's some deeper shit. And the, yeah, the, the reason I ask that because you know, like we're in America, but we're called Americans. You know what I mean? Not, yeah, but, but no, nah, the Israeli is a whole different thing. Because you notice, like the Bible or whatnot, the Torah and all of them, everything is say Israelite, Israelite, right? Okay. But they don't say it, they don't call themselves that. They call themselves Israelis because of number one, they know that they are what they call parcelite. It's a whole deep thing to that. Okay. And you know, but even with the Jewish thing, like even the Moors just say somebody say they Moorish. They say that ish that I I S H is like you like that. Just not what you yeah. like. You some like a person because that's why you know they call themselves Israelis. They don't call themselves Israelites. They call them. They don't use those terms because they know they're not of those original people. Okay. You know, but that's. But nowadays, you that's your bloodline. No, no, well, you don't. No, brother, you wouldn't. You won't. That won't go away. Like I said, unless you just want to denounce it. You know, you want to denounce it. <laughs> no, I'm not denouncing it. I'm just saying, since I'm over here. Yeah, you know, in America, you know, I'm I'm Hebrew by race. I claim I say I'm Hebrew. You know, I am Jew. But okay, well, wait, okay, what okay, what what are you what would you say you descended from? You could you say your family and whatnot descended from. What would you say you descended from? My family. Unless you say you was, unless you saying you Aboriginal already in America, like some people say. No, 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 no. My family descended from is Israel, but. What I'm trying to say is, while I'm over here in America, you know, this is what we know right now. Like, even, even you know, as a brother growing up, knowing that I was Hebrew, you know, it was always this thing where it was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm playing dual allegiance. You know, right now it's like okay, well, I, I'm, I'm, you know, my ancestors are Israelites. I'm a Hebrew by race. That's our race. But I'm saying I'm an Israelite while I'm here. You know, it, let's listen. If somebody called police on us, right? Okay, I'm over here where I'm at, right in the U.S. Now, the Israeli police ain't gonna come and get my ass. The Israelite police ain't going to come and get me. It's going to be the U.S., you know, with the state that I'm in. We, we so that's that, all I'm that, saying is we that ain't going to my at the Israel, you know, they going to No, because you don't have a citizen, because you don't have a citizenship from there. You, hadn't, you, you weren't born there. If you were born yeah. there and, you know, you was over here on a visa... 
and then you did some, yeah, you know, you might get your ass deported. But you were born here. You American citizen. You American citizen. And and that's again, what I'm trying to say. I don't denounce my my heritage, and my you know my nat- my. But you're saying though you can't. But 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 what you're saying is you can't be an Israelite just because you live in America. No, I, you can be an Israelite in America. My I claim it, my ancestry is Israelite, but I'm saying right now, you know, uh, you know, right now I'm behind enemy's lines. You know, I, it's the, it's it's the same thing. Well, we say it again, brother. You don't want to answer the question. What what changed because that brother who who was born in Nigeria, and he he he, he went to uh, somehow he got in and and uh, went to China. Being raised by a Chinese, what changed on that? You said nothing. He still would be, or his culture would change. His culture uh, I mean, where he living with, but he still would be a Nigerian. Yeah, he would still blood. be a Nigerian. But the by thing blood. is, by blood, <coughs> but he's behind it. He's in China. So it's like, okay, well, he could be a Nigerian in China. But he would still change, have his nothing But he would have to set up his own, you know, okay, he would have to want to bring his whole culture over here, over there to China. Okay, so that's 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 all I'm saying. So, so for bro, me, let me you I, I understand. I hear what you say. So what do we do? What, so what do we do? What what? So okay. So you you living here now, and you teach and you talk about Torah, living Torah, and all of that. So that means you ain't living Torah. You ain't doing none of that right now. Why you in America then? Because you can't do that. You behind enemy lines. No, no. You can't, you can't, not, practice, you can't practice Shabbat. You can't do none of that because you in America. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying we can't can't keep our you know laws, statutes, commandments. We can't. I ain't saying none of that. What I'm trying to say is, while we're here and behind enemies, while I'm here, you know, I I can I embrace my culture. Everywhere I go, I wear my shawl and everything. But while I'm here, you know, I still have to, like like I said, when you're in Rome, you gotta do what the Romans do. I still have to have that knowledge here. Like, okay, if I start speaking Hebrew. To somebody like Justice, okay. Now Justice ain't gonna know. You know, but, but, he have every, the, but he have the opportunity to to learn it. Right. Yeah. He, he has the opportunity to learn to Hebrew. Learn ain't nobody yeah, stopping him has, from learning Hebrew. Ain't nobody stopping him from learning no kind of language in America. That's no yeah. hell. I can, you could buy any, any, you know, all these damn things. I got an app on that. I can learn Paleo Hebrew, all that, everything. Nobody's stopping him. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. saying, while we here, you know, not everybody that's black is gonna. Yeah, bro. Yo, you an Israelite? Yeah, yeah. My my ancestors, my people, are all Israelites. Okay, brother. Uh, uh. Not every brother's gonna be like, okay, well, you, yeah, you speak Hebrew, uh, uh, yeah, I ain't trying to learn that shit. Not every, not everybody's gonna say, oh yeah, well, I'd love to learn some Hebrew, brother. Not everybody's gonna do that. Well, yeah, I don't know what. Well, we like you know, I, 
I just mm-hmm. I just beg the different. I said, man, that don't change. And and that means you got something to say. I want to play this clip on this one drop blood. I used to hear people say, man, well, you know, you got one drop blood, you black. You know, you did, but hey, y'all know, man, you better stop using that bullshit. That was some racist shit. The right, right, man, so, yeah, I'm gonna play. A, I'm gonna play a clip on this. I think Eva Mills. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play yeah. a whole minute clip on this. All right, yeah, and I, I'm gonna I'm, use your partner too. Go ahead, brother. I'm just confused. Um, <laughs> oh, it's like you confused Alpha Mills. Goddamn, you really don't fuck up. You confused. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cause, go ahead, bro. I'm just messing with. <laughs> I, I, now I understand nationality, right? Yes, sir. Everybody that comes to America and born thereafter maintain their nationality because there's something behind. There's a power behind nationality. There's usually a country, a nation behind nationality. So they never give that up, no matter where they go. Now, if you're in a you know concentration camp, you just keep your mouth shut. And you you kill your captors every chance you get. I'd say never give up your nationality. What you can toy with is the concept of race, because that really holds no weight. You know, uh, all it really does is create division. You know, but nationality, no, I would never forsake that, because that that holds power. I mean, if you, if you if you call a Chinese dude a Japanese, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's not my country. That's not my nation. You know, I mean, they <laughs> they got yeah. something to fall back on, you know. And when call a Puerto Rican, Dominican. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Let me tell you what happened. All right. So I was coming out the store. And. This dude was walking past my vehicle, and he turned around and approached me, said, isn't it a nice day? It's nice weather. I said, yeah, it's nice. Then he said, I was out here, and I'm looking for a Chinese restaurant. Because I'm over from South Philly, and I'm kind of stuck here. My little sister's with me, and I'm trying to get home, and I'm I'm looking for the Chinese people, and I can't find no Chinese restaurant. There's no Chinese people around here. So he said, I'm Chinese. <clears throat> he said, I'm just trying to get home, you know, and I said, you know, I'm looking for the Chinese. I said, well, it's one way down on 58th Street. He said, oh, well, I didn't know. But I said, okay. And he, and I was ready to get in my vehicle. And then he, I asked him before we departed. I said, well, are you all right? He said, no. And then I pulled out $5 and gave it to him. And he gave me a hug. He said, oh, my brother, you're my brother. He said, thank you. Bless you. I said, bless you too. And he said, I'm going to be cool now. I'll see you later. Bye. I said, you know, you're my friend. I said, yeah, you're my friend. And so he was a Chinese dude, so I just helped him out, and he was very appreciative. All right, that's all I want to say. Yes, sir. I'm going to play this clip right fast. And, uh, Justin, I'm going to play your, uh, your, uh, your role model right fast. 
you know, somebody who I really don't like, but I guess it's a good clip here today. I guess I'll play this one. Uh, Don Lemonhead. Let me play Don Lemonhead. Oh, right yeah, you know I had to do this. Let me see a I, I say the same you. thing. I call him the same thing. Don Lemonhead. <laughs> yeah, that damn Don Lemon. But they talk about this one drop blue. I used to hear about it. I didn't, you know, really. But I was going into it, you know, about this identity thing the other day. Well, you don't believe like, in that, though, Sunray? You don't believe that? Uh, no, but I'm going to let you hear it, though. I'm going to let you hear where it came from. Now, now, that's why This is why I chose CNN. To play this interview from CNN. Now it ain't Don Lemon talking about, it, but he got a sister on here as a guest talking about. It. That's why I want to play it because uh, I heard people say it, but I want to let y'all get the backdrop where this shit really come from. And you might want to stop using that. Let's let's play. Let you might. Let me see. Let me get some clarity from it. Okay. Uh oh. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold one second. I gotta turn my damn mic back. Oh, you know what? Look. Can't nobody hear it. Y'all can't hear it again. I can't hear the motherfucker either. I can't hear it either. You know what? I don't think I can play the mug, man. God damn it. You know what? Go ahead. We're going to talk. Because blog talk, I mean, my, my computer did something. It won't even play it in the background. Something happened on my system earlier. I'm going to download it right fast, and we're going to uh, put it on the switchboard. We can talk about something while I do this. I don't know why my every time I get on the damn show, it seems like I don't know what man. Something be happening with this damn computer. And you sound really good tonight. I'm, I'm on the phone. <laughs> I can't use my. Yeah, appreciate it. I, yeah, oh, you know what? Did I download it? Yeah, man. I can't use my um. I can't use my what you call my uh switchboard, my uh mixing shit when I'm calling the blog talk. And I do talk to you. I time. can. Yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the Bluetooth like y'all doing. I call in through the computer, but and that's why I can't play the thing now because something had happened at my every time everything uh, uh click off. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. but you know, for a matter of fact, they shut down the tabernacle, so I don't know, man. They they they, they tripping, so we can't even do the tabernacle on uh, the talk show no more. They shut that bad well, boy down. And what, what happened with that? What happened? Um. Brother, it's crazy. Computer errors? Computer errors? No, I, I did it. I don't know, and it's it's crazy because I did the same show we've been doing when I did a show. Uh, you know the show we were talking about the drugs and how the government was funding all of this stuff? How about mm-hmm. I did the same thing on the tabernacle, but I'm loading the clip up too at the same time while I'm talking, and it ain't going to take but a minute. Um, the same show, but I put a little bit more different information on every show. And and I noticed when Chief and I we did a Shabbat class, it it went it didn't load up to like iHeart and all of these different distributing podcasts. I'm like, what the hell going on? And I noticed on TalkShoe when nobody like it didn't get no like views. And I'm like, what the hell going on? Like two or three days, I'm like, still, damn, it ain't upload. Mm-hmm. And so I did another show just to test it. I'm like, well, maybe it's. Because I did a video. I, was, I don't know. Maybe something going on. I know they're working on their site. But I actually emailed them, text them. I'm having problems with my uh, RSS feed not um, updating and showing my show. It's, uh, we're aware of the situation. We are working to um, fix it. And that's been, what, damn it, three, four days now. They, it's, 
and it's still ain't working. But here, here I got oh, the clip well. now. Let me see can I play it now. So I get the tabernacle on there. On that's on talk show. I still can do YouTube, which I don't really like doing YouTube. But here you go, right here. So I got it. In the years following the abolition of slavery, some Americans feared a rise in interracial relationships. So states began passing laws to make sure that any child with a Negro and a white parent could be considered black and denied the rights of white people. In other words, a child with even one drop of Negro blood would be classified as Negro. This became known as the one drop rule, a standard ruled unconstitutional by the U.S. Supreme Court in 1967. This and the hardships of racism also caused African Americans to pass pretend they were white without ever telling their families, leaving a lot of whites not knowing they had black blood. But some experts on race relations say the legacy of the one-drop rule still exists in today's culture. One such expert is Yava Blaine, an African studies scholar who does research on skin color politics. Explain what the one-drop rule is. The one-drop rule historically, also known as the rule of hypodescent, was really instituted to protect whiteness. It was a way for the white majority to be able to name and incite who was white. So it was one drop, which is one thirty-second. One thirty-second of Negro or African blood would make that person Negro or African, whatever the classification they used at the time. Why do this project then? I mean, what's... What's the purpose? This is my father. It's a way for us to think about identity, a way for people to define their blackness, if you will, above and beyond legality. So we see blackness as a richer identity than just one drop of blood. How do you quantify blood? What makes me black is my cultural, ethnic, racial background. And so what happens is when you read these uh, contributors' narratives, you come to understand how they see themselves as black or African-American. I am black. And I'm proud of it. I'm black and I'm proud of it. Why is that important, Doctor? It's important for us to be able to see how people themselves identify. What's interesting is most people in the project say they have this experience of people walking up to them and saying, what are you? So you can look, let's say you look at the website, some of the contributors, you might say, they're black. They're black. She could pass, right? This idea of passing. But it's not that they're trying to be anything other than who they are. Yeah, I can so relate to that because everyone in my family is light, lighter than me. Most people, I should say, in my family, especially on my mother's side. And people would, would mistake my mother for white when I was a kid and say, no, your mom wasn't in here. And I'd say, yeah, that's my mom. Oh, I thought she was white. Wow. So people want to categorize that. What is it inside of people that makes them want to put everyone in a category so they know what to do with it? Like, what, what difference does it make? Well, the reality is, is that America was founded on race and racial difference. And still, race absolutely um, defines our experience. But I hear people say we're in a post-racial society. The reality is, in order to get beyond something, you have to understand it, right? Mm -hmm. And where in your education, where have you been required to learn about race? They don't teach it. No. It is the foundation of this country. We have to talk about race. We have to talk about racial difference. It is just a flat-out lie for us to believe that we've moved beyond race. Let's talk about colorism, because I write about, I have a book and I write about colorism, about the difference between having light skin and dark skin. Light skin was, you were a bit more privileged, mm -hmm. and, and still in society people think that way, but it used to be worse. Right. Let's talk about the privileges of having light skin, even if you are um, a person of color. Whiteness is normative, so what that means is that whiteness has come to define what is human, what is valuable, what is beautiful. <laughs> so when we look at women, the ways in which you determine a woman's beauty is based upon her proximity to the white ideal. Aquiline features, straight hair, perhaps colored eyes, different complexion, and the same holds true for men. So again, I think 
subconscious or otherwise, historically, what that has, has said or communicated is that if you are of lighter skin, we can assume that you have white in your blood. And to have white in your blood makes you less African, makes you less barbaric, makes you more civilized. Yeah. So the One Drop Project, it's just a catalyst. That name is the catalyst to have a discussion about race. What's so hard about it? Why do you think people find it so hard to have a conversation about race? To discuss race is uncomfortable. You know, historically, white people have been associated with the oppressor. Historically, black people have been associated with being the oppressed. Some people don't want to deal with that reality. I don't want to be associated with that. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not racist. But to talk about race is not to name someone racist. is to say, let's deal with the reality we're in. Well, the interesting thing, I know, because I get it every time there is a discussion about race. People say, oh, well, racism will be over if you guys on TV stop talking about it. And I go, come on. But where in history do we have an example where silence changed anything? We don't have that example. So silence doesn't make stuff go away. It just makes us silent. All right, that's it, that's it, that's it. Yeah. The one drop okay. of the theory. Okay. Um, well, there was a lot to be said there, and um, it kind of sparked a lot of my thinking on the one drop rule and how this came about. So, based on some of the things that were spoken, and my thoughts is in a white society and where they start to create race and create these terms for people who fall in between race where they uh, meet with someone that's opposite of their race, a black with a white, that what they would call a mulatto. So, these names come up and these different terminologies come up based on the classifications that they want to put in place. And then she would say where people would be denied certain things that they would get if they were white because they had mixed blood and they may have looked almost white, but they would be denied those privileges of the whites. So, this is something that a racist society would create. Now, if the society had not had those kind of measures in place and people would be looked at as the citizen of where we live, like just call us what somebody would like to call all of us, and I wouldn't mind if we were all looked at as Americans. As, you know, this is where we live. We're Americans. We live in our cities and towns that we live in. So we're Americans of these cities and towns. And then once you get to those cities and towns, you become an Ohioan. You become a Philadelphian, a New Yorker, a, uh, you know, a, a, you know the different names that uh, come with where you live, a Iowan, uh, you know, you can think of different names. A Minnesota, a, I don't know what they would call a Minnesota person, but a Minnesota and a Minnesotan, you know, just different things that. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is that a black person and a white person coming together, a lot of times those offsprings come out different shades. Some people would come out lighter. Maybe they would look uh very, very light to the point where they look white because that light 
light-skinned black man made it with a very pale white woman, which is going to create a child that's going to have European features, more so than African features or Negroid features, what some people might want to say. So Mm -hmm. if a dark-skinned black man made it with a pale white woman, he's going to have maybe someone that will fall in the measures of a Barack Obama skin tone. Oh, not Barack. Oh, my bad. A Kamala Harris skin tone right in there in that flexion because she had a light-skinned father, a light-skinned black man from Jamaica who was called a Jamaican, and, and, her, and her mother was Indian from India, East India, right? So for them to get together, he wasn't a European white. He was a he was a light skinned Jamaican who had a mixture of European traits in his DNA. So, but he still had that, and he mixed with um, the Indian lady, which created Kamala Harris, right? And her skin color and everything, because her mother's skin color was darker than her father's. Her Indian mother's skin was darker than her light-skinned Jamaican father. You see what I'm saying? So it just depends on the dynamics of the makeup between the black and the white that come together. And a real, real light-skinned white, I mean, a real, real light-skinned black man mating with a, a white woman is going to always fall towards a very pale, light-skinned person being born to almost to the color of a white person. I mean, if you could lay their arm next to a white person's arm, you couldn't tell the difference. But Jesse, but 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 the thing about it, but 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 see, that, see, there we go, and we focus again on color, colorism, mm-hmm. and it's not about colorism. And I'm right. saying using this term, I hell, I know I don't know if it's a word or not. I'm using it. The, the, right. the blood, the blood deals with your heritage, because they know, like, like, like I was talking about Tracy Ellis Ross. That ain't her real name. I forgot that her, her father had a whole name. She dropped her her father's last name, her Jewish, her Jewish name. Cause her father was he was a Jew. Uh, right. I forget his name, last name. She dropped that. We just yeah, know yeah, Tracy. Ellis, I mean, Tracy, like her, her, her Tracy Ellis name is Ross. Ross. Yeah. I know she, but she, she, he, she half her. She don't use her dad's name. Okay, she just wanted her, her mother's name. name. That's her middle name, Ellis. Yeah, but then she added the raw. She, I've read the whole thing. You just go and read about her. She dropped her father's last name, but she wanted because she wanted to use her mother's name, and because she had a Jewish last name after her daddy. She had her dad's name. He was a European Jew. She dropped his name and used her mother's Ain't she name. Fine so now we just know her. Don't, don't you think she's fine? I don't know about it. I don't know. She I think right. she's fine as wine. She's fine as wine. But see, but see, now you're getting on something else. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Talk about a woman, boy. A woman can distract you every time. I mm-hmm. get it back in the tree. You don't back in the tree mistake. See, I'm just messing with you. But, uh, but see, going <laughs> back again, it goes, see, right away they didn't want to, because see, it's like they had, they would have inherited, because I was watching this thing called, damn, what was it called? Uh, Country Craft or something that, damn, I forgot the name of this show. It came on. And dude had. Lovecraft Country? 
Love. There you go, Dave. There you go. Appreciate that. And you, well, love and, that and show. I'm, did you remember that? What that part when when dude had that uh one one of the dudes it was his father. Their father died or something. He had two white sons, but he had a baby. He had a, a mixed breed baby son. And I hope that's the same goddamn show. I might be mixing the show together. I think that is the show. No, hell up. That ain't it. I can't remember, but one, it was a show I was looking at. I'm, I think I'm mixing this show with something else. But they had a dude. He was he was um he was mixed. The daddy had you know uh, had a sexual relationship with a black woman and had a black son. But so he left that black son some part of his heritage too. So those two the so called white sons they couldn't sell their portion of the land and property without that black son's permission. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that he really didn't know at first he was given something. They always treated him as an outcast, and he didn't know right. his daddy left him some heritage. Okay, and see, this okay. is what this shit go to. It goes to heritage. This is why they had to disown you because a lot of that the heritage, that that family name that you gonna we can't. Oh hell no, we can't have that. A nigga with a goddamn right. eye, uh, with our heritage, that came right. on our name, our bloodline. We gotta denounce yep. them. If you even go back, this book I have uh, called The Africans Who Wrote the Bible, and this brother had excellent excerpts and stuff, and then he was breaking this stuff down, going back. Because we always, you know, people talk about the Holocaust with the Jewish Holocaust, but this brother make excellent points and and, and, and talk about here. He was talking about how, um, in this, even in this book, that the reason that a lot of them got they they he was killing the so called a lot of them so called Jews because they were bringing in a lot of Africans into this this place and mixing in these Jews with a lot of Black Africans and they like he don't tell about they was uh, massacring a lot of Africans alongside with the so called Jews. They're, that's the history they said they don't tell and I've even seen a Jew to tell this story it was on a. Uh, the Holocaust.com, I mean, uh, museum, they were wondering, like I said, wondering why, how come so-called African-American scholars don't teach black people about what Hitler did to them during the Holocaust? See, we were talking about, well, no, we had, they, that Holocaust didn't mean shit, you know, because we talk about the transatlantic slave trade. It wasn't nothing in comparison, but Hitler was killing the shit out of Africans, too. He was massacring them because there was a, that's why I keep saying Farrakhan don't really give y'all the real rundown when they be telling y'all the secret relationship between the blacks and the Jews. That's why a lot of this stuff gives again. Why was it that these Jews and the so-called, you know, uh, civil rights movement, why they always seem to work, they always somewhat work hand in hand and have a collaboration with each other? That shit wasn't nothing new. That shit was all over in Europe. That's because that's a it's a deep story in that, but it's more about dealing with blood. That's why we keep saying we keep looking at skin complexion all the time because that's what this westernized society have us to look at. But it's deep. It deal with blood. Going to deal with your heritage. Going to truly deal with your nationality and all of that shit. And like I said, you know, I was looking at the Trace Ellis Ross, uh, who had uh, Bob Marley and all of these people, and. Um, it was a lot more, man. Um, that's what we got to look at. We keep getting confused on this fucking skin complexion shit. That's why I, I was looking at another thing I was looking at today. I'm going to say it right fast. I was looking at something else about the Ebos, and they was interviewing Ebos because, you know, they said Nigeria, there's 500 different uh, ethnic groups. Now, they're all black, so-called black. 
500 different ethnic groups, the Houses, the Solani, and, uh, uh, what was the Ebos, the uh, Yoruba, uh, Yoruba people, all in Africa. They was asking that the Ebo people, well, what do you like about the Yoruba people? And when they were saying it, they was talking, yeah, I like the Yoruba people. They weren't saying it like they was acting. It's like you, like, like we as so-called black, like we talk about Europeans and Chinese. That's how they were talking about these people. Like, it wasn't no like, man, you know, like how we'll say, man, you know, black people, man, like they looked at them as a color. They looked at them as a, a different ethnic group or tribal group. Yeah, I like their culture. I like their culture. I like how they get along, how they do this, how they do that. I like their culture. That's how they were saying so that's why we were reading, and Dave, we were saying last week, like we look at it, Africans don't, in certain places they say, they don't use these terms to identify themselves as blacks. They say we Ebos, we Hausa, we Fulani, we so-and-so, we this and that. You can buy tribal names. They don't do that colorism shit. You can be black as midnight and you can be light as so-and-so. Don't go by what tribe your ass is from. But all this westernized shit is like we say, uh like the Moors say, man, this is um damn, I can't even get it out now. Uh 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 some kind of construct. I got it, I can't even get it out. I'm gonna let y'all talk. I'm getting tired tongue like a motherfucker now. Social construct or something like that today. And it, it like you said, to keep us confused on colorism and and a lot of this shit ain't about that. Some of it is, but some of it ain't. But it, it, it get confusing, man. It's, it, it all going to be about your, your nationality, your origins, your blood. And that's why we're saying again, that's why the brothers of Israel, not in Christ, were bringing out that you have people just because they're in black skin, as Dr. King was saying, all skin folks ain't kin folks. And I see why he was saying that shit now. Right. Just because you can have a European father, but you might be, you know, dog like a, you might be dark skinned like a mother sucker. Depending on how your melanin came out and connected together, but you got a European goddamn father. So, you know, but but people are like, well, is he white? No, it ain't got nothing to do with it. Is he white? It's like, okay, was he Irish? Is he German? What is his, what is his it's blood like? This guy, I know. It's like, I, I know this, this ahead, brother. Bro. I know this light skinned brother, and he used to host a radio show. And his mother was white, and his father was a brother. And he talked about how his father raised him, like, you know, with real strong black man traits and disciplines and stuff. So, But his mother was, like, you know, European and just babied him and taught him to be proper and do all like this. So, But with him, being though he had a chocolate father, and a white mother, it made him a brown skin to light skin type brother who hair texture could go from a fro to maybe like a look like a curly or hair. You know, like he can like somehow he'll pick it out or blow it out. He can make a, a afro, or when he didn't do that, and just let it just let it rock naturally or something. It just look kind of curly. So I'm just saying, like <laughs> different people, man. 
But he he was kind of in between, like his his mentality. He he didn't always seem to line up with like how black people thought, you know, on the most part for the most part. So he uh-huh. would sometimes he can, would sometimes just say some weird stuff. You know what I mean? Can I add? <laughs> can, Go uh, ahead, Alpha Would would it be simpler? To just look at things as man, woman, friend, or foe. Because we we know. Go further further on. I mean, elaborate a little more with that. I'm saying, I mean, (laughs) we're so caught up in black and white and, you know, black power and blacks need to stick together and all that. But wouldn't it be simpler to move forward with just male, man, friend, or foe. Either they for you or against against you. You know, either they're going to try to push you up or they're going to try to pull you down. It's, it's, and and me growing up where I did and where I'm at at right now, you know, it's not specific to what we would call race. You know, I I had to fight both. It, It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Either they're your friend or your foe. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, I, 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 I see you, what you're saying. Go ahead, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say one quick thing with Alpha Mayor. Alpha Mayor, I don't know if that's gonna work. But you said the part about the uh, uh, either gonna be male, female, because you forgot Alpha Mayor. These crazy ass liberals want to take away the word female, male, and all that shit. Them words can't be used no more. Damn near, according to them. Well, in every strong litter, you know, you might have a cur. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you might have what they call in the country a biscuit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know what they do the biscuits, right? God damn. Oh, they, 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 they used to take the uh, the deformed and, and retarded dogs and put them in a plastic bag and float them down the river. Damn. Yeah, that's what you call a country abortion. Oh, man. But, yeah, you you always going to have some freaks. But they they don't count. They're automatically. Yeah. They they cannot share your vision because their brain is wired backwards, different, and upside down. You know? (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I just had to throw that in there. When you saying, can we just keep it as simple as melody? That's crazy, fool. But, yeah, they would. Like like you said, when I was younger, I uh I was going to stay in like some apartments one. I I, I ain't had no like where to cheer and I played around at that time. Shit, they was all white. So I ain't no no I ain't had no black children I was playing with. I don't know nothing about no goddamn racism. I ain't see I got treated no better. But later I started, you know, got into black and I don't even remember shit that did no bad that happened to me, you know. It was all I played with. It was around me. And, you know, but like you said, man, it, it'd be simpler because like now, you know, we, we talk about all this black black stuff that's happening. It's like, um, and we even go back talking about the black on black crime and all of this shit that's happening and looking at what else. But we, I guess we supposed to let every black person get a pass because they black. Hell no. You know, all right, yeah. so uh, I was going to weigh in on what we just talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Bro. Um, 
I, I forgot. I'm so sorry. I, you know, it's escaped me. I was about to say something, but then I just escaped me. So I apologize for that, y'all. Okay. You talking about the part of Alpha Male was saying? Yeah, it was something, and then he he kind of went off of the track with the thought we he had, and then I I lost mine. So I don't know. I apologize. No, I think something in there about it, and he. I think something in there messing with him about the, the female male thing. It, it'll come back to me though in a second, more than likely. It, it might come back. It'll come back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So back to the topic about building a new economy. You know. Yeah. Uh, there you go. I'm I'm always game, but we'll go back to this. I'm not going to get involved with you just based on the fact that, you know, you share my complexion. You have, <laughs> you're going to have to show and prove. So yeah. we can get together. We can do business, but it's going to be business. You know, That's what I'm right. I, I, you, you got to come correct. And, I, and, and me more so than anybody has to come correct. Because when you don't, and I have to discharge your ass. I can't be a hypocrite. I got to lead by example. So we talk this big talk, but hey, are we are are we really ready? That's right. And Dave, we're gonna let uh, Dave, we're gonna let uh, um, Umar Johnson hold the money, Dave. <laughs> oh hell no! He holds my money. <laughs> I'll let Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder hold the money before I do that. See, at least they you don't. Know, that you don't trust Umar, man. Come on, brother. You don't trust Umar. Yeah, How you gonna trust somebody you can't see? They they can't see the money. They somebody will take the money from them right in front of them, and you gave them all our money to hold, and they blind, and people robbing the blind right in front of them. So yeah, I ain't giving Umar the doing the same thing. Oh, he pretty Ooh, much is. Hell, Farrakhan too. Man, hey, Nate, why are we on this to Umar? You know, he he he's going around now doing uh he's going around doing a lot of speeches and stuff now, and uh, all of this type of stuff. I, I just can't support the dude, man. I, I like I said, I told him, I don't care how much how uh, uh, excellent speeches and shit he make. But when you fleeting the people, man, and you getting people money and shit, bro, I can't support you, man. I don't give a fuck how good you sound, how well of speeches you made, because that's how you got people baited and hooked in the first place to start giving you money. I can't support you, man. I, I mean, I just I can't do it. But they, um, what, 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 Justice? You cool with them? You know them? What, what? So all that money he got, where's that money at? Is he? Do he still have it? Put up somewhere in a sock or a, a, a safe deposit box. I mean, what a money! Well, you know, I haven't been able to talk to Umar very much. So, but just when I've been able to hear him speak, sometimes he'll come on our station here, and I'll get to hear him speak, and he'll say things that are key things that you can consider when thinking about where the money might be. So he's always talking about repairs to the school and things that need to be done to get the school up and running. And he's always announcing every 
year that he's having his annual, you know, um, tribute to this school that hasn't even been open yet. So if you think about him saying you can donate to his cash app and you can donate to his PayPal and this and that, then the money is right there. It's right there in those accounts. And he may take that money from those accounts and put it into his personal account too, or even take that money from those accounts and put them into another account for the schools just to take it off of those, you know, those um, accounts to put it into a real bank. Um, So he may be doing different things. And according to him, he has paid for all kinds of different things for the school. He's gotten hundreds of thousands of dollars of donations from people. And he says that he has a record of everybody who has ever given him a donation. So you know the only way you can keep track of somebody that ever gave you a donation usually is if they give you a check or if they cash app you or PayPal you some money because there you can see all the people who've ever given you or you've given money to right there in those accounts. So that he will know if you've given a donation by virtue of that or those ways of keeping track of people who've donated or given money. So the money is definitely somewhere and it's there and people are definitely uh, followers and um, supporters of Umar Johnson and what he's trying to do with his school. And they're donating and people believe in him. As much as people who hate on him, he has equally the equally amount of people who support him. Amount so, of fools. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Their money, he's constantly raising money for the school. And so he's living it, off it, of it don't matter as well. And whole, I mean, I'm not saying it don't matter to the point like that. I'm saying that it don't matter that, you know, because everybody didn't support Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s movement or everybody didn't support Malcolm X either. So everybody's hey, not going to support about Dr. Dr. Umar one thing about Dr. King, well, one thing about Dr. King, the movement, whether you like it or not, you seen some changes in the end. You seen the voters' right thing. You seen the civil rights bill yeah. got passed. Well, Umar might have passed. a change well, in the end too. He got a long, might have a longer life, and he can make some changes too and improvements. Well, one thing about it, you seen what Dr. King was doing. You seen the margins. You seen the, the what you call. You seen the results. What they were trying to do. Wow. Okay, Umar Johnson, show us a goddamn bank receipt or something. It, it's harder for him because he's doing it. He's not asking for any help, and he's actually refusing help from any white donors or, like, white uh, people who would have any say-so over what his curriculum will be for his school. So he doesn't want any um, support from the outsiders or white society or government or any type of uh, handouts from them. He wants to do it all on his own so that no one can control his curriculum for his school. So what about the black uh, contractors that he's not returning emails or calls to that are trying to volunteer to help fix these buildings? Wow. Um, there's, you know, ways to get in touch with him and um you would have to you would have to 
call the number. Uh, I think that he did. He just disbanded the number because he said he was getting too many people uh, being um, just foolish about it and filling up the voicemail and not um, allowing people to leave messages. Some people would just leave the phone going and going and going and let it mess, you know, let it in, and then it'd be 40 minutes or nothing. So he said people kept doing things like that, and they were doing it on purpose. So he, he, said he had to finally turn the phone off after any, about 20 years of having the same number. Any information on how we can mail him a letter? Oh, yeah. Um, there's information um, about how you can get in contact with him, but I'll have to get it for you. Uh, at, a, at another time, Brother Alpha Mel, because it's not before me right now. So all hey, the Justin, now my bad. Go ahead, Alpha. <laughs> no, I'm just saying all the people that donated uh, should have this information, right? Yeah, yeah. Justin, movie, you sound I mean, like you believe. You sound like you believe him, boy. I'm yeah. telling you, like I, I believe that if he's trying to do something independently without any outside support and only the support of black people, then this is the route it's going to take, and this is how long it's going to take because he doesn't ask for outside help. Sunrise. So it's going to take much longer. If it's if it's something yeah, costs five million dollars and he got a million and a half, maybe it takes uh, longer to get there to get to the five million dollar level. Versus getting a loan and then knowing that it's going to be paid and everything's going to be running and he might need five million dollars to get everything up and operated with teachers going to be paid at the end of the year. I mean, throughout the year and you know all the bus the people who drive the buses or whatever they're going to get money and get paid and it's going to be everybody's going to get money. Hey, Sunray. Yes, sir. The people in your community were sick, and you wanted to build a hospital with no outside help. Wouldn't it make sense to build a clinic first? Yes, sir. And then, as you build a reputation and clientele, and then you get a bigger building, and you keep expanding. You don't just say, well, everybody's going to have to die until I can open a six-block hospital. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have took so long had we integrated. Where integration comes, you know, a loss of uh, the type of uh, unity and the kind of, oh, you know, what, so the what, support that we had. If we so had man, not integrated, we supported him a lot more. So it's the man's fault. No, it's <laughs> that, those people that, back in the day fault. There's you, those people back in the day, Paul, who decided integration was our best solution wow. to being what? in um, white society. Why do people support, uh, I, I don't know shit about sports, but like uh, like good basketball players, right? Black people will support them to the umpteenth, get their sneakers, their jerseys, their hats, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Based on the fact that these dudes show improve, ain't nobody yeah. just saying they bad. They ain't, ain't nobody saying that they good. They showing improving. Mm-hmm. So they get all the support yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't show improve, who's gonna support you? I I can't. <laughs> I but can't. people are supporting him. It's just taking longer because he would have had more support if, no. if we weren't broken up as a people in this country. And more black people were trying to open up schools 
and other black people were supporting those other schools as well as Umar's school, we would have more schools opening at a greater rate than it's taking so long for Umar to open as just this one school. So if we weren't so just integrated, Segre- we would be supportive so and Hold up. Mm-hmm. So there we go again. So mm-hmm. there we go again. Notice I keep on saying every time mm-hmm. we play the what? victim again, Yep. Cause here it go again. The white man is what's stopping Umar Johnson from opening this school. You ain't directly saying, but you're stopping himself. Saying, but see, he's because he because don't of want no integration, the integration that you know we don't come together because of this, that, and another is why he ain't opening that damn school. Mm-hmm. This ain't the sixties, doc. He ain't opening. Ain't he got the fucking up. money. Go ahead, Dave. And, 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 and you know what? That's why I said, that's why I stick to the toe. Because in Exodus 20 and 15, it says, that's not still. Now, there's another scripture that says, he that still is, let him steal no more. See, when you're dealing oh. with these conference motherfuckers and all these pro-black motherfuckers, they can never do nothing right. And you know, and we we need brothers who will, you know, who actually do this because mm-hmm. when we're looking at Prophet Crowdy, Prophet William Crowdy, when we're looking at uh, Elijah Muhammad's and the uh, Dr. Yorks and all of them, see, when they got money, regardless of where the money was from, they built something. You know, see, when we look at the Umar Johnsons, where's this track record of, of building something? You know, so I, I say, you know, fuck all these guys that want to, you know, that's coming off as pro-black and, you know, conscious and shit, because we see it's nothing happening. You know, uh-huh. and like I said, I, I, I'm done with Cause you know, hell, even Dr. York built, built uh, Tam Ray, you know. And they that was four hundred over four hundred and nineteen some acres of goddamn land, and had and it wasn't man less than three percent was developed, but it was purchased. <laughs> and Alabama he, made his quick statement, Dave. Like he's saying, I see, I see charter school. Popping up everywhere. Yeah. How come he just like it's just simple? Okay, if he bought the building, hell, open up half of the damn building right now. He ain't got the money to open the up. Charter all school, the charter school gets funding from the state. Yeah, they do. But okay, he okay. I gave another thing. Okay, if you only got money, you trying to fix up the whole. If you only have money, okay, open up half of the goddamn school right now. At least yeah. two classrooms or something. You got to get you a so something, man. A so funny. That's funny. How is that yeah. funny? No, you got to no, get people something, man. See, but you're not no, opening bro. up nothing at all. I don't know if y'all just open up the cafeteria and have class in the cafeteria. Just something right now. <laughs> but you're just holding people money. You're holding oh, people money and keep on dangling them on a string. Come on, bro. You know what they're doing here? All these uh, abandoned stores in these strip malls, they're turning them into learning centers. Yep. Damn. 
So it's and not they wow. doing the same way, same thing down here, Alpha Male. Yeah, they, so- they, they, they doing the same thing with a couple of malls around here. They're right. turning them into like little, like I guess places where homeless people can go and sleep and get like health care and stuff like that. So yeah, that's wow. happening down here too. And I'm gonna tell you, when I did at my lawn service, I started out with a push mower. Mm. You know what I mean? And so if I came to your house. <laughs> For money, it was because I cut your grass. It wasn't because of the promise of cutting your grass. I, I at least, you know, did what I could do before I come to you. I can't come to you when I've done absolutely nothing but talk. Man. I, I, I don't, yes, I don't understand the logic. Well, no, I lie. I apologize. Does anybody that would vote for Biden or I have to understand that they they just think different. Oh yeah. come on, now. No. <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask y'all a question too, about when we talk about school, right? So who is his school gonna be accredited under? Because this say what if these school he got a high school and they they finish school and now they gotta go to college? Are they gonna accept accept that that they went through his school and graduated these these colleges and universities? That's the funny thing, because they're going to have to take a government test to get into a college to prove that they've learned something. Oh, but he don't yeah. want to be involved with the yeah. government, though. Yeah. 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 So his, his, thinking is, his thinking is slightly flawed. It sure is. See, maybe, it, maybe that he may get... Oh, go ahead, Dave. I'm going to shut up. Go ahead. What did you say, Dave? And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up about the accreditation. Because even if he did get accredited, he couldn't just get it off the back. He would have to at least had a school established for like a year or two. You know, mm. because uh, let me tell you why I say that. Now, I'm a licensed cosmetologist, licensed barber, and licensed uh, instructor, you know, for my, you know, hair, hair uh, license. Now, hair schools, you know, you can you can start one, but you won't be able to accept like the GI bills and uh, you know and, and you know like the SNAP for the food stamps for you know because you know you got programs with people that's on welfare and SNAP, they're able to go to some trade schools to learn the trade. Now, in order to get that, you have to have a passing rate. So it's the same thing with the school system. You know, if you start a school, you would have, you know, in order to get credit, pass a certain amount of students. So yeah. yeah. So even if he did, you know, like get the school, he would have to have it open for a couple of years. You know, he would have to teach out of their docs. Right. I was about to say that. Uh, Accreditation means that they control your curriculum. That's what he don't want. He might as well do whatever. I've talked over you, man. He He might as well do whatever, man. He might as well close up shop because you have to operate in a what they call a duality. 
you teach them a little bit of the shit that you don't want them to, but you also explain the truth of that thing. See what I'm saying? So now you have a student that knows the truth, but can also give you the bullshit you want to hear. Right. But so, Umar is too caught up on that um, that that black way and the only black, the only thing is black, black, black. You know, he is really doing himself a disservice because if he would just open it up and realize, like what Alpha Mel just saying, you know, that kind of route would be more open because you would get a little further or a lot further if you would allow some leverage, I mean, some leeway for you to get some leverage. Oh, right? Yeah. Open the clinic. Oh, I want yeah, well, I wouldn't do he really believe it or he just using it as a damn excuse just to, you know, that's his, his money ticket. Like I said, teach people that feel good, that black power shit, and he know he just using that just to get money. There it is. You just you just figured it all out. It, by going all black, all this, and black power, and this, now he has an excuse for failure. Mm. I can't do this because. I can't do this because you see what I'm saying. So I he, can't find a black this, or I need a black that, and black this, yep. and everything black. So he ain't gonna yep. do nothing but put it on black. Yep, and then he blamed black people for not getting him money, like he was blaming going off on them. Y'all ain't supporting me. Y'all ain't doing yep. ten dollars ain't and enough. He blamed, he blamed black people for vandalizing the Marcus Garvey. Uh, building, what you call it, Marcus Garvey and uh, Frederick Douglass uh, Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. See, that's why. That's crazy. That's one of the mansions in the sky. Yeah, see, that's why I moved away from all that black power stuff, yeah. man. That bull. I'm gonna say black power bullshit. I'm just a flat out see it. I've been around, like I said, I've seen a lot of this shit. Now we talk about all this shit about the white man, but they 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 plot and scheme on hurting, assassinating other black people, yep. uh, destroying their lives. Uh, in that black power movie, everybody, everybody, I don't give a fuck who it is. Everybody's an agent. Oh, man, you're going to talk about, yeah, we black power, black power. Hey, man, let's, man, let's get together and work with them. Hey, man, I don't know, bro. I think dude, the agent, man. Everybody's <laughs> a goddamn agent in the black power movie. Wow. But I'm telling you, they right. all have on the same uniforms and talking about yeah. the white man this, but they're going to say that the next black person is the agent. Yep. That's a, another excuse why they're not going to do nothing. That's just another reason, like, man, I ain't finna be a shit, bro. They're just all smoking mirrors, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to, man, you know, be seen on video, bro, with a uniform <laughs> on, like I'm really doing something. Was it? And, uh, and the- you know what, our- See, you know what else too? With uh, even with that, you know, with him, even if he did, you know, build the school, you know, with him, you know, he want the kids to stay overnight. Now, who the fuck gonna let their kids stay overnight with a damn random ass nigga that started his shit online? You know? <laughs> so, yes, that's that's true. <laughs> Jim Jones. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, turned out to be like Oprah damn school. They were less than all them the girls. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be no different uh, than the church. 
Yep. Yeah. And the mom's too. He's too too hardcore, like, to be the principal and to just try to be the figure up there. He's going to be real hardcore. He's going to be drunk as shit forever. Yes, sir. He's going to be the hardcore principal ever, yo. He's going to be like Joe Clark times five. No. Joe Clark made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Hey, oh, hey, I have a minute. Say the school song. Say the school song, Stan. Hey. That's And Alpha Male, I forgot this one, Alpha Male. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. <laughs> what? Hey, uh, Justin, you think your partner don't mess up, man? Your president? My president ain't, wait, wait, hold on, first of all, I don't, I, you know, I told y'all, I only voted for him because my aunt said you should vote for him. I told y'all I was going to leave that blank, but being though I did, he, I guess you could say I voted for him, but he ain't my president or like that, you know. I'd rather have Bernie oh, yeah. Sanders to be the president. I told y'all that I'd rather Bernie Sanders be the president. But you done bought but anyway, that. You can't get you anyway, bought that. That's your I goal. voted for him. I voted yeah. for him. But yeah, uh, what is going on? You don't realize that Putin ain't playing. So Putin realized he like, look, we lost this part of this country because of Vladimir, because of uh, because of uh, Gorbachev. Gorbachev messed up some deals. He messed up some things, and he he cost them to mess up the whole Soviet Union. So Putin is like, look, I want to grab my country back and put it back the way it was. So I'm trying to go ahead and march in here. I'm letting these people know y'all going to end up being back uh, Russian. I mean, uh, yeah, we Russian. Y'all going to have to claim Russian again because we really Russian, y'all really Russian, and this is really Russia. This is really the Soviet Union, and I'm and he taking that shit back over, point blank. <laughs> And that period, and he did, and ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Ain't nothing nobody can do about it. He took his shit back, period. That's the Soviet Union. Ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Your bitch-ass, punk-ass president talking all that shit, but he he know better than going home with Russia. That motherfucker is stupid. Putin got that. Putin got that. And yo, check this out. Today, I hear the story that the Putin was so meticulous that there were like a couple civilian fatalities. But what they did was they just drove around and went to the targets that they wanted to hit. So the citizens were like, you know, shit, it's down there. Go blow that bitch up. So now, so now Russia's uh, tank forces and Ukraine tank forces out drinking and shit. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. 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 How how yeah. how they think they're gonna arm look, you Ukraine think they're gonna arm Ukraine citizens to fight against some real soldiers from Russia. Yeah, that's a and bitch. they look just as stupid as Hopi and Dopey. Yeah, that's a bitch. Okay. 
Talking about, I don't care about you. Go fight them motherfuckers with, with some gas in the bottle. These motherfuckers got tanks and airplanes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They walking yeah. in there with little rifles. They talking, lining up with little rifles and little guns. They're going to shoot at these soldiers. Y'all stupid. <laughs> And, and you We're know gonna what? fight for our country. We love Ukraine. This our country. Yeah, okay. This ain't really your country. Your country is Russia or you and the Soviet Union. Y'all gonna be the Soviet Union again. That's what my man Putin wanna do. But Biden's boy gonna have to get that cheap crack now because they they gonna shut down. His, <laughs> his, 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 cheap crack. Cut it out. And, 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 and you know what, though? Even if they did fight it, even if they did fight it, hell, half of these military guys and girls that's in the military can't really do shit. You know, they still have to uh, fall back. And, and then you got to look at it, too. Our U.S. military isn't really... They ain't really as strict as they used to be. You know, I see fat-ass goddamn military personnel. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Shit. Mm-hmm. So they ain't fighting shit. Hell, they they all out of shape and shit. And the, right. other, the other half trying to get free sex changes. You know? <laughs> you know? God damn. Hell, the, the man yeah. that's supposedly... Got Ben Laden, he got a sex change. Mm. The man, that guy, damn. Yeah, because they did a documentary on it called Lady Valor. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, he did that. After he after he killed Ben Laden, he went and got a sex change? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. What's wrong with this guy, man? I think yeah. I remember that. Yep, I can tell you some good news. What's that, Alpha Male? The uh, the women that was all for this uh, uh, that feminism shit. Mm-hmm. They finally seeing the light. They finally started mm-hmm. that that feminism femini- feminism is fucking their lives up. Damn. Yep. They matter of fact, the athletes are like, this shit is unfucking believable. Women's sports is over. Because now you got faggots with shoulders bigger than mine competing against the girls. Oh, you know, uh, that. God they, damn. They said they yeah, lost. You it. got transgender uh, WWF fighters. Yeah. Yeah, one named Nyla Rose, and then got another yeah. one named Fallon Fox. Yeah. What? They, they saying they lonely, they're miserable. And they need some toxic toxic masculinity in their life. <laughs> Damn. So it's coming. Late now. This shit is taking a hit. The game is about to be over. Damn. You watch what they tell you. Better watch what you ask for. That's right. I, I see them all day crying. Why ain't that got a man? Because <laughs> you ain't worth shit. <laughs> you know? You, Damn. You you ain't got a head on your shoulders. You can't cook. You're too fucking mouthy. And I'll just use the pussy and send you about your way. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn. 
Original just, black is the Supreme Western Lucky, huh? Hey, just you know yes, what? Sir. That that's some bullshit. What you trying to say, Jim? <laughs> Down here in VA, one of the um. One of the temples that's down here, I don't fuck with them like that. I've been to some of their classes. Hell, they got goddamn a, a lot of, they don't even sell bean pies no more. They don't hey, even sell that shit bro. no more. Well, they sell them up here. I seen them up here with them. They still got oh, them. Shit, they don't man. got them where you at. I still know they, they still make them and sell them. Matter of fact, I was, listening to, I was listening to a sister from New York who makes bean pies and carrot cakes. And she said that that is still really working, and she makes them uh, consistently every Friday and sells them, you know, over the weekend. So, hey, but she ain't with the Nation of Islam, though, is it? Because yes, she is. She's an like, MGT. Yes, she's an she MGT. She make them and sell them because it was a brother right. was here. It was a brother that was here. He said they can't make them no more. They, they had to order all their shit out of Chicago. No, yeah. you make them in New York yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know they got the importer in New York. I wish Eric was on here. Eric didn't even tell you that shit. They had yeah, to, they well. had to order all their shit out of Chicago. They, they could, they couldn't make them like a her sister make them and her, then uh, sell them. I'm, I'm gonna think of her name because don't, was, don't put her name out because if she got her little hustle, you don't want nobody fucking with her. Yep, yeah, lie. Yep, because they will stand their ass down. I do know that for a fact. Yep. Yep, it was Chicago getting all that money. Farrakhan get all that goddamn she, money. I'm telling she, you, brother. I won't put her. I won't put her name out. I won't. But her last name was Muhammad. But that's all I can say. Yeah, Farrakhan. Farrakhan out there to my bitch. Better have my money. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dave, you saying this shit? Hey Dave, you saying this is a joke though, boy? Eric kind of said that shit. Do you remember Eric said that shit on the show? I think so. Yeah. He, he he talked about how he said, "Man, y'all think Farrakhan don't be cursing?" He like, "Man, Farrakhan talk great." He said they had a uh, like they had a like, study group, and he said they uh, Farrakhan was on the thing. He told them, he said, "I'm the dick, and I'm fucking y'all." He was talking about how they was coming up short on their money and all this stuff. <laughs> that was Farrakhan. Now, that was Eric told us uh, on Blog Talk. I ain't making it. I wasn't loud at He said it's on Blog Talk on the show. I would That's why he got that permanence here. That little, that little uh, big red from the Fire Heartbeats perm. No, that's that <laughs> off slick in the side like Don Juan and shit. That's oh, a pencil. Got them old yeah, school yeah. pimp glasses with the line in the middle. Flick it down with the Murrays and Slick it way yeah, down. Looking like, <laughs> like Cat Calloway. Boy, Justin. Cat Calloway now. Won't you? And uh, Adam Clayton Powell. Yep, yeah. Oh, Justin. Uh, 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 damn, we didn't I see your, what you call, he's trying to keep up on his campaign from us. And they don't pick the little, uh, white lady. For, I mean, oh, yeah, white lady. Black, a black, black lady, lady for the candidate, ain't That's right. I heard that was a trendy. Oh, hell no. Why you always got to go there, man? Come on, man. For real, Adam. 
Well, yeah. a white man married a black woman, that's a, a man, right? That's what you're trying to say? So the black white man him. married a man. He, he secretly knows she's a man. She yep. damn near like Gladys Knight. Uh-oh, she's speaking nice of man, woman. nigga. You need to stop disrespecting our black sisters like that, Alpha Male. You worse than old KKK white, you know, clan. Taking up for them faggots. You worse than him. You worse than them. You sound like you got a faggot hanging talking about black women and black sisters like that. You worse than white people. We know how you get down. Talking about my my queen like that. That's my queen. (laughs) (laughs) She's not around she messed around and married a white dude. Well, you know. Oh, oh, so wait a minute. Hold on. She ain't got Hold no on, black no, nope. None of them do. All those Supreme Court picks all was married to white men. Every last one of them. <laughs> Every oh, last one. so maybe, so maybe that's why she got picked, huh? <laughs> all of them was the one. All of them was. You could pick any one you want. Flip three oh. coins. And then narrow it down, flip two coins, then narrow it down and flip one coin, and then you come up with us, because they all was married so, to a white dude. So all even your first so-called dude. black president, he had to be a mulatto, so even for her to get this position, Kamala Harris to be vice president, she had to be married to a black dude, I mean a white, a white dude. dude. Now, she can't get the Supreme Court thing unless she was married to a white dude. Oh, I see the game. To a white dude. Yeah, all of them. Oh, okay. That's the come up, huh? <laughs> so all you got to do is go marry you somebody white. And, and you notice, dude, all these, all these so-called prominent women now, these major women that they putting in, like you're trying to put in these positions, they ain't even married to y'all brothers no more. They married to goddamn white dudes. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they want to put the black woman over the black man, and she ain't even married. She ain't even take the black man with her when she get to the top. Because you, your world can stand your ass. Barack Obama took a chocolate sister to the top, a real sister, a black sister. Yeah, I shoot out the sister with them strong ass arms. <laughs> she's, she's a ghetto girl. That's right. She's a ghetto girl. She kick your behind. Come on, come on now. What you trying to say, Dave? Dave, okay. hey, what you trying to insinuate, Dave? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Look, <laughs> yeah, look I took a picture what, what, with Michelle Obama, what, and, and my, I grabbed. I, I, I damn near grabbed her ass. She wasn't no man. <laughs> yeah, the soft ass. I touched her ass damn near. All right, and that stuff was sucked. She used to talk good. And, and I don't remember why. She said, what you would do to grab your ass? She said, she looked over at me. I held her hand. I was holding her hand. She looked at me and said, you're not getting tired out there, are you? I said, no, I'm not getting tired. And she said, we're going to need you out there on the campaign now. I said, all right, all right. And we took a picture hey, together. What if she uh-huh. grabbed you on your ass? Look good in them jeans, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I grabbed her ass. I said, you feel sorry. You feel good. I grabbed her ass. Yeah. She, 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 she might come over here. Hey. <laughs> Rabbi, she don't got no beef, boy. She soft. She a real sister. I'm telling you. I that white, very white. She's a sister. She's a real sister. She's a real sister. 
<laughs> well, no, but legs and legs yeah. and a nice butt. Legs and a nice nice shape, nice butt. She's a soft. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Hey, hey just a hey, uh, 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 hey, uh, hey, just this. Have you ever seen a uh, uh, Sydney Star? <laughs> no. Yeah. You know what I'm going in the other day. Yo, yeah, I know we're talking about Bobby Valentino. <laughs> and yeah, he's talking, yeah, he talking about how, yeah, how she looked, goddamn it. She looked soft and so hell. You would think, goddamn it, that uh, uh, Sydney Star was a goddamn woman. No, I hey, held her money, head. I grabbed her. I grabbed her hip right there near her behind cheek, and I felt on her, and she felt real good. That's a woman. You know, she they looked got, good. She smelled yeah. good. Hey, it was a holiday heart. <laughs> she was tall. She was just. She was damn near my same height. We was the same looking I right in her eyes. She's taller than uh, me. They gonna have hey. the two movement coming out of your ass. The heat two movement coming out of your ass. <laughs> hey, 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 she, she was a yeah. He grabbed. <laughs> he grabbed. You know she a real woman. She got two children that are women. Two girls. All right, hey, two girls. Hey. I bet you won't grab my front. <laughs> <laughs> grab my love handle. Hey. I joy stick. Listen here. How does she have? How did? How does she? How she has Sasha and Malia? Hey, is she a man? Is she a hey. man? How she has Sasha and Malia? Come on, tell me that. Hey, hey, uterus hey. transplant. <laughs> oh come on, got, man! Y'all just got y'all y'all, 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 y'all get y'all news out there and choir. I adopted children. Nobody didn't know that. I told them. Um, answer your suspicion to the sun and then choir, man. That's fake news, y'all. You get mad. She had babies on camera. <laughs> come on, man! Y'all y'all read the wrong kind of news, man. Oh, you get out the day going shopping aisle where they sell fake news and yes. walk out there. Show, hey, show us waiting in line. Picture. You gotta read show some old stuff picture. that ain't we real. Where are you? She had to be pregnant one time or none. Show us some pregnancy sure, pictures, man. Two beautiful girls. <laughs> Two beautiful girls. You know what going on, man. Every every oh. woman got pregnancy pictures. Hey, right? hey, yeah. Caitlyn Jenner had uh, daughters. <laughs> that damn baby. <laughs> yo, man, yeah, yo, man. you gotta cut it out with that, man. You know that like, she ain't had no sex change, man. That's a woman, man. Yeah. She wasn't born no man. And then if she yeah, was born a man, one. she still couldn't have two children, <laughs> two girls named Sasha and Malia. She said if she was born a man, he still like that ass. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I ain't say that at all. You need to cut it out because I ain't no homo your, and I don't go that your route. Your hand hey, friend has been open there. I don't go that route. I like women. Late she night. was a woman. It is a woman. Too late now, Justin. I'm touching her behind, y'all. I'm telling you. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Wasn't he, he the one that said his woman looked like Michael Jackson? Yeah, no, man. She looked like a toy, man. Look yeah. toy. Yeah. Hey, hey, man. You hear that did Alpha Male. Alpha Male. You never heard him say that did Alpha Male. No. no. When the man said his own girlfriend looked like Michael Jack
She looked, hey. she don't look like that. She looked like Halle Berry. She looked like Halle hey. Berry. I was with her today. She looked like Halle Berry. Uh-uh. Nah, that ain't that ain't what, look like Monkey Jack. That ain't what, that ain't what you said. No. You said that shit on her, too. We got it on her. She had on a Michael she Jackson hat. Good. Y'all still still make those stories, man. Your girl look like Halle Berry, man. Come on, man. You still refer to... What if I said... Man, if my wife would kick my ass if I said she look like Tyrese. Hey, man, look. That's because she had on the hat. Because she got those eyes. She got some pretty eyes. She yeah. had that style like that hat Michael Jackson wear when he put it off and, you know, and come hey, out Justin, of his hand like that. Justin, you say she's a lady in my life. <laughs> Hold up. The reference to, you know, she had the hat and the pretty eyes. Is that how you feel about Michael? Oh! <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm through with it, y'all. Y'all go ahead. I'm through with it. I'm Come on. Yeah, what, what it is. She, she probably in that stronghold in his ass. Like, get over here, nigga. <laughs> 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 yes, you did. No, no, get your ass, baby. I had to cut it loose, man. She too much sometimes, man. I don't go myself away. I had away, forgot man. all about that today. You brought it back up last week. Yeah, yeah, I had to go yeah, myself yeah, away yeah. with her. I was just hanging out with her for a little while, bro. Hey, got y'all drinking beer together and watching sports? <laughs> no. 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 Hey, no and both of them got their hands down. Hey, I'm learning. You got issues. You know, a lot of issues. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Let's change back the subject. Let's get back on topic. We got about three minutes, and this thing's going to stop recording. I ain't got to talk to you. My last statement is if we're going to yeah. rise, we need to take real women with us. We need their strength, yeah. we need their wisdom, we need their love. That's not, that's not our position. We're logical, we're strong, and <laughs> under the wrong conditions, we're, we're, we're warriors. You know what I'm saying? So it can't be done individually. So we're family first. All right. All right. Uh, yesterday, y'all, you got some closing. You got two minutes. Uh, I just yeah, say Shalom. <laughs> keep your head up. Keep studying Shalom. Peace. That's right. Yeah. I say that if we can get back to some unity, we can accomplish anything we will. That's it. Yeah, get you, I say get you goddamn some rifles, some bullets, and, and, and you goddamn survival kit, because this is going to be a long goddamn ride. Yes, sir. You know, what's going to happen with this goddamn war, gas prices, food prices, all, heat prices, yep. everything going yep. up. And damn, mm-hmm. what's this? What's this, just the first year with Biden? Shit, we got a long ride, y'all. Don't it feel like it's been 10 years? Man. That's why I had to ask. Shit, I thought he'd been in there longer than that. Shit. Man, look, let me tell you something. The way I feel compared to when I felt about Bush being the president, 
I felt miserable his whole two terms. When Barack Obama was the president, he smoothed things out. Things was kind of smooth. I ain't feel all messed up. And when Trump became the president, oh man, I was I was on the edge of my seat every day. All right, I ain't know what the hell. It was always some bull crap. And now Biden's the president. Now I'm chill again. I'm like, all right, I ain't got a trip. I ain't got a, you know, I, I can I can relax. Okay, so well, I, I can relax wow. over here. Yeah. Until, until we get another Republican. We, we just don't have to go. We just ain't going to be recorded. God damn. Yeah. 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 Hold on. Well, how, you, how, what, what made you so nervous about Trump? Because he kept. He kept this ain't going to be recorded. Yeah, but he kept putting himself in front of everything where the light got to be on him. It can't be about anything else but him. That's what was was awful to me. We couldn't talk about nothing else but Trump for four years. Okay, that was that was pitiful to me. Who who couldn't talk about Trump for four years? CNN, the media, everybody because because of Trump, because of everything that he was saying and putting out and getting involved with and and doing, and everything was about him. It wasn't about anything else because he was the type of person who wanted the limelight. He was the type of president who was the only type of president who put himself before anything and everything else. He hmm. was the one that said, I'm the only one can fix this. I'm the only one can do this. I'm the only one. You see, no, nobody else said that. Nobody else did or operated or thought that way. So, so it, was, it was like he was a distraction to me, which was really a distraction because I ain't watched the news so much in my whole life until he became the president. So if you're constantly under attack and you try to defend yourself, that's a bad thing. But you just said that's what you found bad about him because he defended himself. No, it wasn't that he was defending himself. He kept putting his, his own ego in front of things that were more important than his own ego. But when you're being attacked and you defend yourself, you have to interject yourself. I I agree. But then there were other issues that went dormant or never talked about at all because people were thinking about issues that had to deal with something else that Trump said or did this day or the last week or what he's about to do or what he might do or something. It's always had to deal with what's going on with Trump. Have you ever heard of the term shock and awe? I know all about it. Right. So they release all these so-called shocking things that Trump said got everybody emotional and completely ignored their part in the attack. Hmm. Well, anyway, I just was saying, y'all, I feel a lot more at ease than when Trump was the president, even Uh, though that there's uh, war going on over there in Ukraine or whatever, that's beyond that. Look, I don't got a dog, a a bone in that. Say how that go, y'all. I don't got a something in that fight or Whatever yeah, that is. Dog and, dog I don't and have fight. nothing to do with that. I don't have nothing to do with that. 
and we ain't got nothing to do with that. One so, last question. Okay. You say you're relaxed now. Biden is fucking black people harder than any of those people you know. <laughs> why are you oh, trying to turn but, it off for Mel? No, like, why is that so finish. severely sexual all the let time? Me, let me finish. He's fucking <laughs> over black people harder than any president. Yeah, look, it's all sexual. Why is everything sexual? But you say, say but you can relax he, now because he's fucking everything up. No, I'm not saying mm. that. And I don't see it that way. That's your opinion and that's your observation. I don't see it that way. Why? I see different things. I see so, him being so the president for only a year. Regardless of I the reality is based on how you see it. No. It's a, hell with if all the other people are starving. Gas prices going up. People that can't afford their medicine and food are about to die. People right. that got these shots, their immune system are depleted. Some died. But uh-huh. you don't see all that because in your mind. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I know. I tell you, let me tell you, know, you be sparking a lot of my, my mind. So, uh, <laughs> All right, so when Trump was in. He had an arrangement with Putin with the pipeline, and they were getting natural gas, and it was making gas cheaper. And Biden and the Democrats, they were frowning on fracking and getting the gas cheaper and and having this pipeline go through certain people's territories that didn't want it to happen. And so this was was good for America, but this certain uh, party and – group of people decided that that wasn't good for the country and for the environment and for other reasons. So they, they took that away and, and, and caused gas prices to rise and the gas uh, industry, people who are big oilers and people who actually control the oil industry, who determine the price for the barrels of gas, and they are uh, at a price of $95 a barrel right now. And so that means $4 at the pump. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.